local across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire man charged with Hatton Garden raid, online warning after Aylesbury teacher banned and Stevenage to confirm Teddy Sheringham as their new manager. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who have been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. 58-year-old Carl Wood from Elderbeck Close in Chessant has been charged with conspiracy to burgle, along with seven others from London and Kent. The men are due to appear before Westminster to magistrate's court later. A ninth man has been released on bail pending further inquiries. More from Ben Ando. The gang who carried out the raid climbed down a lift shaft, broke through security doors and drilled through half a metre of reinforced concrete to get into the vault in the basement of the Hatton Garden Safety Deposit Firm. On Tuesday, police carried out a dozen raids on addresses in London and Kent and nine men were arrested. Now eight have been charged with conspiracy to burgle. The children's charity, the NSPCC, says children are lying about their age online all too frequently. It comes after an Aylesbury teacher who was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. 40-year-old Geoffrey Tansy initially believed the girl he met on a dating website was over 18. More from Sophie Solaria. Geoffrey Tansy from Ellsbury Grammar School arranged to meet the girl who was not from the same school for what was described as a date. During this meeting in 2012, he held her hand and kissed her twice on the lips before agreeing to meet her again. The professional conduct panel of the National College for Teaching and Leadership found he showed a lack of judgment amounting to misconduct of a serious nature. David Cameron is promising radical changes to control immigration and put an end to illegal working. In a speech this morning, he'll say the police will be given the powers to seize the wages of those working illegally. Police are continuing their search for a Hertfordshire man who went missing two weeks ago today. 58-year-old Brian Byrne from Hartford was last seen at his home address on the evening of the 7th of May. Searches took place on stretches of the River Lee near Broxbourne on Saturday. Train companies have started cancelling services over the bank holiday weekend because of a planned strike by thousands of network rail workers. Virgin Trains has scrapped all services on the West Coast Main Line on Monday and Tuesday. There will be no London Midlands services between Milton Keynes and London. Thameslink are urging people not to travel and say there will be major disruption on Wednesday as well. In sport, former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager today. There's a lunchtime press conference at the Lamex Stadium. The former Spurs and Manchester United star will take over from Graham Wesley, with chairman Phil Wallace hinting at possible changes in the boardroom as well. Our Stevenage commentator Steve Watkins says Sheringham's arrival should boost attendances. One of the big briefs at the moment to the, to the um, chief executive is to increase the crowd base uh, he's not finding that particularly easy with the brand of football that's been played. Uh, it's winning football, but it's not been the most attractive at times. The weather, a dry day with warm sunshine this afternoon, a maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Too much, too young. you don't too much, much too young.
playing that just because I fancied it but boy doesn't it time with the first story oh cheeky morning guys across morning, guys. hearts and bucks yeah. this is BBC Three Counties Radio we got the listening figures in there's literally no one listening to this now so I'm gonna we can say what we want we say what we want no one listens, no one listens apart from some plum that wants to complain to the Daily Mail I saw it was at some thing last night and some bloke came up and said, oh, I've, all right, and I used to listen to you years ago on LBC. He said, no, I hadn't heard of you for ages. He said this, right? I hadn't heard of you for ages. Then I was on the toilet having a poo. Oh, nice. He didn't say that. He said having a... Yeah. Oh. He said, I was on the toilet having a poo and you popped up on my Twitter feed. I was oh, like, all right. He said, what? having an eye poo. He said, what, 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 was it, what was that scandal that you did on Twitter? I said, you're going to have to narrow it down a bit because that, that's a bit vague. <laughs> And he said, you did a... You had a scandal on Twitter. I said, oh, the chinkies. That was what that was when we played the uh, the Blue Mink song and we got in trouble because it's got that word in, offensive word for Chinese people. Went, yes, that was it. I thought, yes, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no. It's a complete misunderstanding. You don't, it, was, it wasn't a deliberate... He said, yeah, brilliant. I love stuff like that. I said, no, 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 it wasn't... And then his wife showed me her bum. It was very weird. Gosh. Pulled her leggings down and everything. What was on her bum? A tattoo. Oh, okay. Now, the NSPCC say children all too frequently lie about their age online. Oh, really? You don't say? Gosh, there's a surprise because um, we didn't used to do it when we were teenagers, but just in real life. It comes after an Aylesbury man was banned from teaching uh, after dating a 15-year-old girl. 40-year-old Geoffrey Tansy initially believed the girl he met on a dating website was 18. So what did Tansy do? Back in 2012, Geoffrey Tansy, who was an IT teacher, and he met a girl on an online dating site which was supposed to be for over 18s. But once they got talking, it emerged that she wasn't 18, uh, she was 15. Even so, he arranged to meet her for what was described as a date. Um, He admitted to a teaching and leadership panel that he kissed and held hands with a girl on this date and agreed to meet her again once it was over. But Geoffrey Tansy told the panel he'd only met her so he could assess her vulnerability level. And alert the authorities uh, to prevent her from putting yeah. herself at risk online in future. Yeah. So I guess the second date was just to check that again. Well, I guess that that went down with the teaching panel and they gave him the thumbs up and he's still teaching. No, they dismissed the attempt at explanation, oh. stating that Tansy was inconsistent in his explanation of his actions, giving one version to the police and the school and another to the panel. The panel did not accept Mr Tansy's explanation as to the reason for this discrepancy, particularly given the police interview was under caution and with the benefit of the aid of uh, a legal adviser. No, no. um, the panel ruled that Tansy's behaviour was of a sexual nature and added that 
his actions showed a serious lack of judgment and deliberate disregard for safeguarding protocols, and this amounted to misconduct of a serious nature. What happened now? Well, the panel decided it was unlikely that Mr Tanzi would ever gain the necessary insight to demonstrate his understanding of why his conduct was inappropriate and that this would pose an ongoing risk to vulnerable young people in the future. It therefore ruled that uh, not only would he ban be banned from teaching, but that that ban should be indefinite. Now, although the panel was conscious that the conduct took place out of the education setting, there was no suggestion that this girl was one of his pupils. Um, the panel found that Mr Tanzi's misconduct was serious and had a negative impact on his status as a teacher, potentially damaging the public's perception of teachers and therefore had the potential to bring the profession into disrepute. Uh, and what has Aylesbury Grammar School said? Well, Mark Sturgeon, the headmaster of uh, Aylesbury Grammar School and Mr Tanzi's former employer, said the school was made aware of an allegation of inappropriate conduct by a teacher in relation to a young person. The alleged behaviour was unconnected with his role at the school and no current or former students of Aylesbury Grammar School were involved in the matter. Um, Mr Sturgeon said that the school acted promptly in suspending the teacher pending investigations and he was subsequently sacked in November 2012. He added that Aylesbury Grammar School takes its safeguarding obligations very seriously and is committed to keeping children safe in education mm, yeah. and the school cooperated fully with external investigations. Yeah, it's
Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Uh, why the hell not? It's uh, Thursday. It, so I was. Uh, I went to that there North London, the ponciest of all Londons, uh, last night, and just around the corner from where I used to live. And uh, I was uh, going to see a show, and I went to, to have uh, what can only be described as uh, something to eat before. And I was there waiting for my friend. Two things happened. Okay, the second thing. I mean, it's just warped my mind. Well, I'll talk about it in a bit. The first thing, though, I sat down at this really uncomfortable table on this... Unco- it wasn't even a stool. It was a block of wood, just like a cube of wood. And I said, oh, can I get some... Um, I'll have some tap water, please. And it's over there. Oh, OK. And I went, and it was like this big glass tank of water with a tap, and you had glasses. Did you see my picture of this yesterday? Yeah, I did. Uh, you had glasses which you would fill with water. They weren't glasses. It was jam jars. It yeah. was a jam jar. With Did you screwy, see it, Kelly? With a screwy kind of thread round the front. It was a flipping jam jar. I'm going to tweet it again. It was a jam jar. And I was thinking, oh, no, I'm in one of them places. Yeah, so what was it? It was a jam jar. Oh. It was a glass... But the thing is, honestly, it was a jam jar. I'm going to tweet the picture. But it's got a lip on it. So you can't dribble in. I mean, partly because I was drinking like that as well. I was doing my Bruce, best Bruce Forsyth. But it was a. It, you, I was drinking water from a jam jar. And it jam tasted jug. of gooseberries. Huh? A jam jar. Speaking of gooseberries, I'll get to that in a minute. A jam jug. Yeah. What? If it's got the peak thing. No, it didn't have a peak. There's no peak. It was, you know it was bit, a jam jar. You know the bit where you screw the lid on? Oh, yeah. What it's saying is it had that kind of twisty. Did oh, you yeah. ever put jam in a jug? I don't know. Jam on jugs. Oh, actually, now you mentioned that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is blocked anti-clockwise because of cars on fire between Junction 22 for St Albans and 21A for the M1 South. On the A1M northbound, all the lanes have reopened again after a vehicle overturned between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 10 for Stockfold. So that is moving again after delays earlier on. And on the M1 southbound, it's easing off between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 13 for Bedford after delays there earlier after the overnight roadworks finished late. Looking at the speed sensors in High Wycombe on Eastern Street, there's resurfacing work going on around the A4 for, for Crendon Street, so that could cause some delays later on. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. A jam jar, Sammy. I know. Did it taste of jam? It did a it little. Water. In my head, it tasted of jam. You can't it, drink water in a jam jar. But it's not as bad as you know when somewhere you go to a place and it's a jam jar with a handle. Someone made those specifically to look you like are. jam jars, but they're actually cups. People like that it, make it, me want to puke, Sammy. They make <laughs> me want to. They make me want to commit violence. Would you like to join me in committing violence later on? I, I, um, okay, I'll I... see you there. Thank you. Sammy Bruff and myself will be committing violence later on. A jam jar! I can't believe it! 
6.16. It's Thursday the 21st of May. I'm Ian Lee, and I'm short of breath. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who've been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. The NSPCC says children are lying about their age online all too frequently after an Aylesbury teacher was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. And former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager at a lunchtime press time conference time. 08459 455555. A jam jar! BBC's Three Counties Radio. of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Did the drugs in his mouth kill him? No, it, they didn't. Okay. You know, Did they play a part in his a death? Toxic... He had four glasses of champagne, two bottles of wine, four cocktails. What's too French? I have a feeling it was a cocktail as well. But there is a way you can hear it all again. And Renata Blower, you have just allowed the first ever nurse to be funded for Great Ormond Street who will deal specifically with children who have undiagnosed conditions. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Well, the police and crime commissioner for Bev Jolly Martins joins me in the studio. Were you wrong to go ahead with this referendum? But what was the alternative? As I've said, I was not, that was not a situation that I was prepared to just sit there and do nothing about. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What you missed. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. A jam jar, Justin. A jam jar. Honestly, this got has got me um, furious. The water, and I'm there supping water from my jam jar. Yes. Thinking, of, this is why I moved out of North London, because it's full of nonsense like this. So anyway, right, so we're in this little, it's a tiny little restaurant, it's in Highgate, we're off to see a show, okay, and I'm meeting a friend, and he's a bit late, so I go into the restaurant, and it's, well, it's quite small, it's one of those ones where it's like, you know Wagamamas, you have to share tables with people. Yeah, which can get a bit awkward, though. It's not, it's not my favourite, but the food in Wagamamas is so good, do you know what, I'll tolerate it. This was the only place nearby, and I thought, I I really want a a quick burger, I'll have it. So there there were three tables, two big ones that were full, and a small one by the window. And I said, look, I've got a friend coming, a table for two. He said, OK, you can have this table by the window. I thought, result, we're not sharing. This is sweet, Daily. Yeah. So I order my burger, my friend comes, he orders his burger. We're chatting, uh, and our food arrives. And then this couple, this young couple, come in. And they say, table for two. And the guy looks around and says, um, it's going to be a few minutes. Oh, hang on a second. And he leans over to us. He said, would you two mind um, moving round? Right, so we're kind of face on, OK? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, sure, fine, we're only going to be here for a bit. Fine. So I move around to the end of the table and my friend moves up one, okay? But now instantly, I've got the worst seat because now I'm next to a pillar. So I can't get my legs under the table. I can get one leg under the table and the other leg is out in the, in the kind of the pathway of other people. You've been mugged off straight away. Well, first, yeah, exactly. That couple should have got those seats because we were there first. Yes. They should have got the rubbish seats and, uh, all right, fine, okay, whatever. Mm. Then I'm eating my burger and I look up and the young man's chomping on a burger. And I don't mean his his food had arrived. He was getting it on with the girl. (laughs) He had it by burger, I mean mouth. His tongue was down her throat. They weren't just, like, kissing, you know, like, pecking and all it's not... They were having a full-on... Oh. If they'd been in a swimming pool, they yeah. would have been kicked out for heavy petting. A 
my table. That is disgusting. So I'm drink- and I had to drink from my jam jar to calm my nerves. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was like watching. It was like watching a live sex show. I've got DVDs yeah. from Sweden that show less than what was going on there. Great Swedish movies it, out there. Oh, some wonderful. By the way, you Swedish film directors. Yeah, I well mean, done. Come on, guys. It was incredible. You know I'm not a fan of public displays of affection, Just. Yeah, yeah, PDAs, yeah. The old PDAs, I don't dig the P... But this was... They were they were um, obviously planning a family or something. This is all lovely, boss, but why didn't you go and speak to the manager and say, look, oh. you've moved me to a seat, yep. I can only get one leg in, yep, yep. Um, they're yep. kissing each other, yep. I think that's wrong. How much are you going to take off my bill, please? Wow, J- Justin, if only I had the gajones... Uh, uh, that you've got. Yeah, Mate, you've got that. No, I haven't got those gojones. Yes, you have. Also, it's, it, this is a place that's ser- serving water in a flipping jam jar, mate. <laughs> they've so obviously cool. got. They've obviously got no concern for um, you know decorum and and uh, normal behaviour. It sounds very much like a restaurant circa 1963. Oh, mate, it was a restaurant circa up my bum. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Can you introduce Joan Jett for me, please? Yeah, here is a fantastic record, Joan Jett, who just absolutely. Absolutely loves it. Good morning, Bedsarts and Bucks. Here we go. <laughs> I don't think you can say that. Good morning, Justin. Good morning. Oh, I love those clips. Oh. Anthony, old news. Oh, 
what a legend. I mean, what an absolute. That's old news. Isn't it just? <laughs> it's brilliant. I want you to take UB40 to the streets. UB40? Yeah. And what's happening with uh, the kings of reggae? <laughs> well, well, they are the kings. Nobody has sold more reggae records in the world than UB40. Scores of UB40 fans were turned away from a gig after, get this, guys, too many tickets were sold. Organisers, by the way, that audio was in the wrong place and I've moved it and it's not there, so if you could put that in for this next bit. Sorry, thank you. Organisers offered refunds on the door to punters who'd paid 30 quid to see Bloomin' uh, UB40. Can you believe... What's your beef with UB40? Oh, black... Come on. I don't like reggae. Right. Oh, no. I love it. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't like reggae. Right. Oh, no. I love it. No, I don't like reggae. Oh no, I love it. I hate it. It's so, awful. So that's your beef. You don't well, like reggae. I don't so, like so reggae. It. No, no, no. I don't like reggae. Mm-hmm. But even worse than reggae is bland white reggae. Hang on a minute. Do you not have respect for a load of blokes from Birmingham, of all places, yeah. of all places, yeah. who have got to the very top of their game by selling more reggae records than anybody else? Surely you must respect them. You know that they don't even respect themselves. You know there are two UB40s doing the, the, the circuit at the moment. Yeah. There are two UB40s. Well, that's two sets of gold then. <laughs> Come on! Can you take UB40 to the streets, Jess? What, about how fantastic they are? Yeah, yeah, of course, no problem. All right, fine. Yeah, I bet a rat you in my kitchen. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Oh, tough. Now, uh, 08459 555. On to slightly more serious things. Last week, uh, we had a call from Lydia Tyrell from Hartford. She contacted us because her dad had gone missing. This is what she had to say. It's completely out of character for him and the police are treating the investigation as a high-risk. He w- it wasn't really in a good place because um, right. my mum and dad separated... Um, a few months back. Well, we put a picture of uh, her dad, Brian Byrne, on Facebook, and it's been in the press a bit, and it's been on Twitter, um, and it's two weeks since mm. Brian disappeared. He's still not been found. Justin, uh, we're going to speak to uh, Lydia a little bit later on. Yeah. Just remind us what we know about the day that Brian went missing. Well, the 58-year-old was last seen at his home address in Hartford. This was on the evening of Thursday, May the 7th. Now, his Vauxhall combo van was located in Essex. That was last Wednesday. Police believe that he may have left the county using public transport. He's described as white, around six foot five inches tall, of stocky build with balding grey hair and the day that he went missing he was wearing blue jeans, a t-shirt and tanned ankle boots as well. Now obviously Lydia was very upset when we spoke to her. What, mm. Has there been any progress made? Well the, well, this week in actual fact the uh, the police uh, they've released CCTV footage uh, showing the old Nasing Road bridge uh, into Nasing Essex uh, around the time that Brian was possibly seen leaving his van in nearby Crownfield. Um, the CCTV is quite interesting. It's um, around 9.30 on May the 8th, a man walks across the bridge. Well, less than a minute later, two more people walk across the bridge in the same direction, and then two cars drive across the bridge. Uh, now, police, they're, they're keen to identify and speak to those people in the footage, including the drivers of the vehicles, as they may have vital information which could hopefully assist in the search for Brian. Uh, also at the weekend, 
water-based searches took place across stretches of the River Lee. That was near Broxbourne. Uh, boat teams, they used sonar uh, to scour the water for any clues which could help locate the missing Brian. Uh, quad bikes were used as well uh, in the hard-to-reach areas, and that was in the countryside. So lots going on to try and track Brian down. But he's not turned up yet, has he? Unfortunately, no. Um, and later, in, you'll be talking to Brian's daughter, as you mentioned, Lydia, who's desperate for information. Uh, she's been speaking to us beforehand, saying just the slightest bit of information could prove absolutely pivotal in helping people find Brian. Hopefully he's out there and any information which comes forward today and off the back of the police CCTV, that could be so crucial. Justin, we will speak to you before seven, mate. It'll be out about UB40 being the Kings of Reggae, no problem. <laughs> You're such a plum. I mean, they're just... Oh, honestly, the, uh, the people look back on the 80s and the 90s with fondness. They were rubbish. The 60s were... Do you know what? The olden days were rubbish. This is the best it's ever been. This is the best... Oh, the 60s were so good, man, because of the Beatles. But, yeah, you look at the charts from the 60s. Most of it was cack. Most of it was cack. And you had to go and do a poo outside. You did. You had outside toilets. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 because two lanes have been closed anti-clockwise between junction 22% Albans and 21A for the M1 South. That's because of a car fire earlier. And clockwise there are queues between junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 25 for Enfield because of a breakdown. In Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, that's busy around the M25 junction 21A roundabout. And in Milton Keynes, looking at the speed sensors, it's still quiet on standing way. But at the Kingston roundabout, there are still the roadworks going on, so expect delays later on. No problems to report on the train departure boards. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. It was a jam jar, Sammy. I know! A jam jar! And now people are sending me pictures of their jam jars. Someone sent me this picture going, Oh, I quite like my jam jar. And it's, um, where is it? It's a jam jar. It's like, oh, people are such idiots. It's a jam jar with a handle and a straw, like a metal straw. What's the meaning of it? What is the, what is, do you know what? Are you still up for some violence later on? No, I'm not for any violence. Come and meet me here after the show at nine and we'll go and do some violence, okay? Nice one, Sammy. Thank you, mate. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30. I'm Simon Oxley. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who have been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. 58-year-old Carl Wood from Elderbeck, close in Chessant, has been charged with conspiracy to burgle, along with seven others from London and Kent. The men are due to appear before Westminster Magistrates Court later. The children's charity, the NSPCC, says children are lying about their age online all too frequently. It comes after an Aylesbury teacher was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. And David Cameron is promising radical changes to control immigration and put an end to illegal working. In a speech this morning, he'll say the police will be given the powers to seize the wages of those working illegally. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager today. There's a lunchtime press conference at the Lamex Stadium. The former Spurs and Manchester United star will take over from Graham Westley after the Borough confirmed that Westley's contract would not be renewed. More from Jeff Doyle. 
Chairman Phil Wallace says the club need to refresh and evolve, but admits it's risky. 13 players will follow Wesley out the door. Long-serving John Ashton is the most high-profile, although he didn't feature regularly last season, but Bira Dimbele and Simon Walton, Chris Beardsley and Andy Bond did, and they've been released, as have Harry Worley and Calvin Zola, who were hampered by injury. Watford goalkeeper Jarelio Gomez has signed a new three-year contract, and Sunderland are safe from relegation from the Premier League after a goalless draw at Arsenal last night. The final relegation place now rests between Hull and Newcastle. England's cricketers start the first test against New Zealand at Lords this morning. Meanwhile, Yorkshire coach Jason Gillespie will hold talks with England's director of cricket, Andrew Strauss, regarding the vacant head coach's position. Caretaker coach Paul Farbrace will be in charge today. Captain Alistair Cook says the players just have to remain focused on the cricket. It's another challenge to have an interim coach. I think it's now my, my fourth coach as a captain over the last two years. There's always challenges... Um, to deal with, and so there's another one. It's you know, it's great to have Favi here. As players, we've got to get focus on what is important for us, not worry too much about the external stuff. Where the lads train, they're just desperate to get on that park and play some cricket. And practice starts this morning for Sunday's Monaco Grand Prix. Championship leader Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton yesterday signed a new three-year contract with Mercedes worth a reported £100 million. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Floating in the river with a saturated liver And I wish I could forgive her But I do believe she meant it when she told me to forget it And I bet you will forget it when they find me In the morning wet and drowned And the world gets round I'm going down I'm going down I'm coming up for air, it's pretty stuff under there I'd like to say I didn't care But I forgot to leave a note And it's so hard to stay afloat I'm soaking wet without a boat And I knew I should have taken off my shoes It's front page news Going down
If anybody's listening, or not. Whatever. Whatever, I'm not bothered. I'm bothered. I'm bothered. I'm bothered. What you got in the pipes, Boyle? Uh, fancy being caught up in a before and after fake picture scandal and being yes. the before. Yes, I don't. Ouch. What I want to do is I want to be a fat man. I'm getting there. I'm putting on a lot of weight at the moment. I don't like it, but I want to be a fat man. And then I want to lose a lot of weight so that you, I can stand in one leg of my jeans yep. and go, I used to fit these. <laughs> and do the Barry Bethel. I used to fit these. And now I fit these. I used to... This is what I do, is I would become a fat man and i become um, a um, blacksmith. Right. A fat blacksmith. A fat smith, right? And what I would do is I would have a picture of me losing, lost the weight in the jeans, one leg of the jeans saying, I used to fit these, Mm -hmm. but now I fit these. And I'd hold up a horseshoe. People go, oh, that's clever. He used to be fat and now he's a blacksmith. Oh, I get it. Yeah. 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 I used to fit these and now I fit these. Nice. It's just, a, it's just an idea. It's just an idea. This then. is a woman who was on uh, Benefits Britain, Life Life on the Dole. Hey! 22 stone job seeker from Scotland, found herself as being the poster girl, but not quite the way she wanted to. Oh! She was the before in this kind of um, slimming pill scam. Actually, the after girl didn't take the slimming pills either. So, oh. uh, mind you, if you believe they're the same person, they're quite... I would say they're facially quite different as they well as girth-wise. They look hot. That's not fair. That's not fair. Who played Hey Fatty Bum Bum? Yeah. That is not fair. Uh, he keeps messaging me. He wants to come on. We've been after Carl. What's his name? Carl, Carl Douglas. Malcolm. No, that was Carl Kung Fu Mal- Fighting. Mal- Carl Malcolm for ages. And you've been in touch with him. Yeah. Well, what? Give us a Carl uh, Malcolm Hey Fatty Bum Bum update. I said hi, Carl, Carl Malcolm. Can you come on the show? And he said, Yeah, great. Let me know when. Well. And then I did let him know. And then he was like, So. You gonna let me know? <laughs> but we barely play it anymore. And then he said, "So get Carl Malcolm on and get the Australian Justin Dealey on." When do you want Carl Malcolm? On? When he can do? Tomorrow? Yeah. All right. Done. Really? Yeah. He's in America though, so we'll have to stay up. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he's keen though. Shall I see if he's there now. What's the time there now? Late. What time? Where? In America. Oh, okay. It's like three o'clock. Boom boom. Hey, can you get me a clip of a drum roll, Kelly? Yeah. As well as getting Carl Malcolm. Yeah. Can you get me a clip of a drum roll? Are you up now? No. Well, he, won't, he won't be. It's like three in the morning. Well, he might. Well, be. he might be reggae style. He could be smoking a fat one. He could be um, reminiscing about the olden days smoking a fat one. I often do. He could be dropping some dirty bass. When I, uh, I've got a few weeks coming off, and I shall be up all night rolling a fat one. And I used to fit, fit these, but now I fit these horseshoes. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a good it's a good idea for blacksmith marketing. Probably can't call them blacksmiths anymore. Probably smiths of colour or something. I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Um, so, yes, anything else? Yes. Yeah. Three quarters of dads sing along to hit songs with their kids while in the car. Research shows what? Three quarters. Three, say that again. Three quarters of dads sing along to hit songs with their kids while in the car. Research well, the shows. Uh, other 25% of dads are sad sacks if they're not singing along. That's what True. you do. Pharrell's chart topper, Happy, is the most popular. Yeah, my kids like that. With, oh, that's with 31% knowing all the words. Wow, I don't know the words. Other favourites include Lady Gaga's p p p poker face, my my poker face. I've never heard that song. And Let It Go from the Disney film Frozen. Let it go, let it go. I get yelled at when we do Frozen because I always have to be the boy. I, um, th- this is all, po- well, if you're not singing the hits in the car, by the way, the hits in my car include uh, Last Train to Fartsville um, and uh, songs like that, then uh, then you're not doing it, pro- you're not doing the parenting thing properly and you should have your parent licence revoked. I was delighted when my little in came home from uh, school having told her make sure she was into the small faces. Yeah. That's me winning. That's you winning and my boys are going to get some of this today. Hey. And she was lying in the grass And she could hear the highway breathing And she could see an earbud She's making sure she is not dreaming
also came in a jam jar. I mean, crying out loud. I think it's a punishment for not buying a drink. about LSD. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the N25, two lanes are closed anti-clockwise just before junction 21A for the M1 South, but queues are reaching junction 22 for St Albans and it's after a car fire earlier. Also clockwise on the M25, there was a breakdown between junction 24 for Potters Bar and 25 for Enfield, but that has now been cleared, so things are starting to move fine again through there. It's busy in Brickettwood, though, on the North Orbital Road at the N25 junction 21A roundabout, and the A1 South Southbound starting to build up from the Holiday Inn towards Stirling Corner at Barnet Lane. On the trains, there's no reports of any delays at the moment, but Network Rail will be striking from 5 o'clock on Monday until 5 o'clock on Tuesday over the bank holiday, so that will be severely reducing all the train services across the UK. We have to let you know between Monday through to Wednesday. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha. Yes. We've had one or two complaints. About jam jars. No. About your... um, carefree attitude towards violence oh. it's just a bit um it's just a bit weird mate to come on <laughs> i mean you come on and do the travel but to then come on and say you're gonna go on a, uh, out and, and do violence after I the show i didn't say that just, i just i just think sammy that you know we're the bbc mate and yeah i know the figures aren't great and no one's actually listening but still we've got to could you just reconsider your, vi- your idea about violence? Is that possible, Sammy? I don't Thank you, mate, please. I mean, dearie me. Apologies to anyone who's upset by Sammy Broff saying she's going to go out and cause mindless violence after the show. That's disgusting behaviour. 6.47, it's Thursday the 21st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who've been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. The NSPCC says children are lying about their age online all too frequently. After an hour, I lie about my age online even now! And former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager at a lunchtime press conference. Here's someone who never has to lie about her age. She's 21. It's Elizabeth Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a lovely day today. There'll be lots of sunshine around it. It'll feel warmer than it has done over recent days too. It's also looking dry, so good news. No showers today, no hailstorms either. Um, through the morning, we probably see quite a lot of cloud but that cloud will tend to thin and break we'll see some more sunshine as we head towards the um the afternoon and the end of the day is looking particularly fine and lovely too just a light westerly breeze and top temperatures all the way up to 18 or 19 celsius 66 in fahrenheit overnight tonight we've got some milder air pushing through so it won't feel quite as chilly dry with lots of clear spells around lows of around eight or nine degrees and then tomorrow a cloudier day but still lovely and warm in fact we'll probably see 20 degrees easily tomorrow right across 
across the three counties. Um, just a light westerly breeze once more. A bit of brightness at times and watch out for a few showers forming perhaps into the afternoon. But um, yeah, some brightness, just a bit more in the way of cloud. Over the bank holiday weekend, we'll see the sunshine again, particularly on Saturday. Sunday morning too. A Sunday afternoon could turn a bit cloudier. We could see a few outbreaks of rain perhaps into the evening. There will be a few showers around on Monday, but also lots of lovely spells of sunshine and feeling a bit cooler by the end of the bank holiday weekend. But all in all, lots of dry weather and lots of fine weather too. That's the forecast. Lifeboat some water And now the tides come in Once so close together We now need rescuing Oh, throw me a lifeline Cause I'm up to my neck in doubt Is there anything I can do? Please help me out Are you still in love? Across the ocean I thought we made it to land But beyond that horizon I let go of your hand The blue skies and sunshine Are now clouds of grey yeah. Was it the right time for us to sail away Oh, put down the anchor Cause I want it all to slow down Is there anything I can do? Tides come in Once so close together Well now we need rescuing Oh, throw me a lifeline Cause you're pushing me overboard Is there anything I can That's uh, this week's BBC introducing track, and it's by Sarah Munro, and the song is called Lifeboats. And uh, if I'm honest, I enjoyed that a lot. Sweet tone, lovely guitar playing, a little bit of slap on the guitar, beautiful. Tell us a bit more about her, Kells. If I wanted to go and stalk her, what part of Beds, Hards and Bugs would I have to go to? 
Hertfordshire. Okay, any, can She's you be any more from... specific than that? Because I don't want to waste my time in the whole county. If you head to he- towards Hemel, Yay. find her. She's on Facebook as well, if it's easier. Sarah Munro. I enjoyed that. Good. It was so good, I'm going to play it again. What a day for a daydream. Hey, hang on a second. That's not the same song, but it's... But... Lost in a daydream. Do you see what I'm saying, Kelly? Yeah, do you want that in full? No. But do you get it, though? Yeah. You, do, you get the, do you get the point? You think it sounds similar? That's correct. I think it sounds the same. I think it sounds the same. But that's... Hey, listen, if you're going to knock someone off, knock the loving spoonful off. That's all I'm saying. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Um... I've got another two hours of this. Just suddenly realised, you know, I saw the, 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 the road stretching out ahead of us and... Uh, thought, oh, hey, that's good. We've got loads of fun. We'll have loads huh? of fun. What? We, we, we'll have loads of fun. Literally just us three? Yeah. I'm not paying any attention. That's what you got. Are. All right, well, do you want a dead cow or do you want Scrabble? Scrabble. All right. Um, Scrabble has let in 6,500 new words, including text speak, like lols with a Z. No, mate. Well, hang on a minute. They, I play words with friends, which is kind of Scrabble. You cheat at words with uh, friends. I don't cheat anymore. Mm. And they won't let me have some really good words. Like? Oh, swear words. Um, well, that is a biological word. That's a, that's a part of the body. I mean, I suppose it's an abbreviation. Yeah. So maybe you, that's... You, you um, might want to go for the whole lot. You need some more tiles. I bet that... And there's other words that they won't let me have, and it does um, it does annoy me. It restricts things. Yeah. Bezzy, uh, best friend, that's 18 no, points. Mate. No, mate. Thanks with an X, 15 points. No, that's not... Yeah, yeah. They're also letting in things like twerking, 16 points. Yeah, that's Vaping. A, yeah, they're words. Nine points. And sexting, 15 points. Those are words. Bezzy's not. Hey, well, here's, here's it, something exciting. All right, go on. Well, well, well just... Uh, just to, uh, have, a listen, have a listen to this, OK? This is... <laughs> What's that? Drum roll. It's a drum roll, isn't it? It's a drum roll. Let's have a little listen to that. When I was, um, when I was, when I knew that my day, get this, Justin, when my, when I knew that my days at LBC were ending and I wasn't going to be there for much longer, I had a drum roll clip. They had a system there that you could play where you could kind of jump back into the middle of the clip while it was playing so it would sound like a continuous noise because yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't broken and I played someone answered the question I said well we're going to find out if you've got the answer right I played that drum roll for three and a half <laughs> minutes oh, literally goodness. three and a half minutes of drum roll love your stuff. I knew I was going but have a guess right the world record for a drum roll has been broken wow have a guess what the new world record for drum rolling is oh, is this one person on its own yeah with a drum with a drum and okay. two sticks yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for two days well, that's just insane. No, it's it? not. You can do done, that. You've done the classic thing there of overguessing. Always no, no, under two days. When someone asks you to guess something, you always underguess. Okay, what a day then. <laughs> well, it's not going to sound very impressive now. It's twelve hours, five minutes, and five seconds. Do you know what? Of this. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to break that world record well, you can't even within do a, drum, a year. You can't even do a drum roll, mate. You well, let me learn. Can't do a drum. Bro- that sounds easy to me. 12 hours? No, no You problem. had to go to hospital, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, Jason Brinklett, 44, <laughs> was in trouble after eight hours, but managed to clock 12 hours, five minutes, five seconds. He said, it was harder than I thought it would be. Eight hours in, my wrist went. I was in tremendous pain, but I kept pushing. At the end, I was a rat mess. 
That's actually, you know what? That sounds really weird, what he's just said there. Well, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Justin. In a year's time, when mm. I tune into BBC Three Counties Radio and I listen to The Breakfast Show, what? I want to hear you come on and, uh, uh, and tell David Prever yeah. that you. <laughs> I can't break the world record. No problem. You will be hearing that. I do the fire. Look forward to uh, to listening mm. to it. Now, UB40. Yeah, the kings of reggae. There are well. two UB40s travelling the country. One has got Ali Campbell in. The other one's got Ali Campbell's brother in. Mm. Ali Campbell. It is an interesting story, right? Ali Campbell was a bit annoyed with the way the band was going. The singer, of course, and his brother said, "You, you should leave. You should leave. You." you are the voice of UB40. Strike out on your own. Make your own career. And Ali yeah, Campbell went, really? Said, yeah, you go on, strike out on your own. Ali Campbell left, released a record, solo record that flopped. Meanwhile, his brother went in and became the lead singer of UB40. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. That's outright outrageous. Quality. You've taken this to the streets, Just. The yeah. world's most rubbish band. It's taken us 30 years to take this one to the streets. No. Uh, UB40, um, your views on the uh, the kings of reggae. Please uh, stop saying that, mate. The, well, it's the truth. That's No, it's not. No, that is That's, fact not fiction. No, Justin, yes, that, is is. Your own, that is your own... As you know, I, I deal in facts and not fiction. A, that's fiction, and yeah, B, that's yeah. your own... You're supposed to be, um, not um, impervious, impartial. Well, if they've sold more reggae records than anybody else in the world, that says to me they're the kings of reggae. Kokomo, Kokomo was the Beach Boys' biggest hit, and it was one of their worst songs. Maybe Con- they've just continue. found a really watered-down version of reggae that appeals to the masses. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, I've taken this one to Have the Have they streets. sold as many records as Sid Owen? And that brilliant video walking down the beach in that Mm. tight top. Uh, Here's what the streets had to say about UB40. Morning, Christian. Let's get the Hungarian perspective on this one. Uh, Who are the reggae kings in Hungary? UB40. So, when you think about quality bands, I mean, there's been some fantastic music over the years. When you think about top notch bands, who springs to mind for you? UB40. Joe, we're on the streets this morning getting people's feedback about the amazing band that is UB40. Weren't they sensational? Aren't they still sensational? Old has-beens. What? Old has-beens. You give me one good reason why they're old has-beens. They massacred a Neil Diamond song, uh, Red Red Wine. That was a number one back in 1983. What's your beef? I don't care. They massacred it, killed it, ruined it. I think you better go one way and me go the other. That sounds a good move. She... Thank you. Spot on, mate. Spot on. There's a record shop. I I, I work in Birmingham from time to time. There's a record shop in Birmingham called Swordfish Records. Okay, It's a really good little record shop. And uh, on National World Record Day, they came on the show. And I was saying, have you ever had anyone famous in the shop? And they said, well, we had this old guy come in once and he had a hat on. And uh, he was—he bought some CDs. He was buying like a Bob Dylan CD and a couple of other CDs and bits and pieces. Um, and we thought nothing of it. Then someone was buying next to him was buying a UB40 CD, and he went, "Oh, I—I I wrote uh, one of the songs on that album." They said, "Which song did you write?" He went, "Oh, Red Red Wine." It was Neil Diamond. <laughs> it was Neil Diamond. True, true fact. <laughs> it's a true fact. But Justin, you're completely wrong about UB40. Okay. We've lost the line. Bye. Bye. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Two lanes are closed on the M25 anti-clockwise at Junction 21A for the M1 South, which is causing delays from Junction 22 for St Albans after a car fire. On the M1 Southbound, it's stop-start from Junction 11 for Dunstable to 9 for Redbourne, and it's also busy on the A5 Southbound from Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9 at Redbourne. In Chester on the A10, that's busy southbound between the New River Trading Estate and the M25. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Onwards and upwards, here we go, having it large.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire man charged with Hatton Garden raid, online warning after Aylesbury teacher banned and Stevenage to confirm Teddy Sheringham as their new manager. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who have been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. 58-year-old Carl Wood from Elderbeck Close in Chessant has been charged with conspiracy to burgle, along with seven others from London and Kent. The men are due to appear before Westminster magistrates court later. A ninth man has been released on bail pending further inquiries. More from Ben Ando. The gang who carried out the raid climbed down a lift shaft, broke through security doors and drilled through half a metre of reinforced concrete to get into the vault in the basement of the Hatton Garden Safety Deposit Firm. On Tuesday, police carried out a dozen raids on addresses in London and Kent and nine men were arrested. Now eight have been charged with conspiracy to burgle. The children's charity, the NSPCC, says children are lying about their age online all too frequently. It comes after an Aylesbury teacher was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. 40-year-old Geoffrey Tansy initially believed the girl he met on a dating website was over 18. More from Sophie Solaria. Geoffrey Tansy from Aylesbury Grammar School arranged to meet the girl who was not from the same school for what was described as a date. During this meeting in 2012, he held her hand and kissed her twice on the lips before agreeing to meet her again. The professional conduct panel of the National College for Teaching and Leadership found he showed a lack of judgment amounting to misconduct of a serious nature. David Cameron is promising radical changes to control immigration and put an end to illegal working. In a speech this morning, he'll say the police will be given the powers to seize the wages of those working illegally. Police are continuing their search for a Hertfordshire man who went missing two weeks ago today. 58-year-old Brian Byrne from Hartford was last seen at his home address on the evening of the 7th of May. Searches took place on stretches of the River Lee near Broxbourne on Saturday. Train companies have started cancelling services over the bank holiday weekend because of a planned strike by thousands of network rail workers in a dispute about pay. Virgin Trains have scrapped all services on the West Coast main line on Monday and Tuesday. There will be no London Midland services between Milton Keynes and London. Thames urging people not to travel and say there will be major disruption on Wednesday as well. In sport, former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager today. There's a lunchtime press conference at the Lamex Stadium. The former Spurs and Manchester United star will take over from Graham Westley, with chairman Phil Wallace hinting at possible changes in the boardroom as well. Our Stevenage commentator Steve Watkins says Sheringham's arrival should boost attendances. One of the big briefs at the moment to the to the um, chief executive is to increase the crowd base. Uh, he's not finding that particularly easy with the brand of football that's been played. Uh, it's winning football, but it's not been the most attractive at times. The weather, a dry day with warm sunshine this afternoon, a maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, guys. Well, so far we have um, destroyed not the listenership to this uh, station, although, no, we have destroyed UB40. Awful charlatans. We've talked about going to Ponzi Restaurant. I had a glass of water from a jam jar last night. A jam jar. 
Flipping heck. Can you believe it, Steve? A jam jar. Don't matter what you drink out of, does it? Well, OK, what about a dead man's shoe? Well, if you've got a drink, you've got a drink, haven't you? Fair point. These commies. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You surprised me, Steve. I thought you would have been all, um, you know, traditional. What's that? <laughs> You're right. What's tra- what, yeah, I'm all right. What, what? What do you mean, traditional? Well, you know, these jam jars coming over here, taking the jobs of our glasses and cups. <laughs> I could say something about the jam jars, but I don't know whether you'd probably cut me off. <laughs> probably would, mate, because it'd probably be a bit racist. No, 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 it's, it's a name on a jam jar. How can that be racist? Oh, for... <laughs> right, Jesus, yes. it's a trademark. Yeah, OK. Anyway. Yes, Stephen, what have you got for us today? Steve? Hello. What is going on with you? I don't know. On Benefit Street, why don't they move these people to areas where there is jobs instead of leaving them where they are and us paying benefits to, to them? Well, hang on, we'd have, we, to pay to, we'd have to pay to move them and rehouse them. Well, it doesn't mean... You'll pay for them anyway, so what's the difference? So we'll, give, really we'll give them more, more money to move. It's not necessarily the street, is it, that's making them unemployed? No, it's, well, it's not... They say there's not... I know it's, there's them as well, as some of them are a bit mentally ill and a, there are a few issues that they've... Some yes. of them have got. I've never seen down. Benefit Street, so you've got me at a disadvantage. I've never seen Benefit Street, but I've met, what's her name? Fat D. Is that yeah. White D? I've met White, White D follows me on Twitter. She tweeted me the other day. She's a very nice lady. She probably is. She's a delightful woman. She's working now. Yeah, see, it's amazing. If she's standing at that, she wouldn't be working. Yeah, she, you know. Anyway, listen, we put it either move the jobs up towards where these people are on the to give them work, or move them closer to where there is jobs. Yeah, that's a, right. Do you know what? This is the thing. It's the same thing with... Um, this is an old Ricky Gervais line, isn't it? But it's the same thing with Africans. I have to walk 20 miles to the nearest uh, <laughs> yeah. water. We'll move to the water, then. We'll move to the river, exactly. Great, great point, Steve. Great point. Well made. Not got a clue what he was banging on about there. That's poverty sorted now, and we've benefits. Sort, we sorted poverty and benefits. OK, what else can we sort out today? at the NHS. We need to sort out crime needs to be sorted out. Anything else we need to sort out? NHS, what we do is we uh, move the hospitals to near where the nurses live. 08459 455 555. How do we sort these things out? Have we got any texts? No. Excellent stuff indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. CC says children are all too frequently lying about their age online. The comment comes after an Aylesbury man was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. 40-year-old Geoffrey Tansey initially believed the girl he met on a dating website was over 18. Well, I'm joined now by Professor Carsten Maple, the Director of Cybersecurity Research at the University of Warwick. Good morning, Carsten. Good morning, Ian. Um... The first question that's been written for me is, how could this have happened? Well, it it could have happened quite easily, couldn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, many sites don't have age verification processes. So people use Facebook, and you're supposed to be over 13 years of age. Many people have children under 13 who use Facebook. 
What are there any effective um, uh, age verification things? Because all you normally do is you kind of spin a wheel, don't you? Or just pick a date from a cat, and then you can put any old date in there. That's true, you can. But we we do have age verification that works certainly for over eighteens. So we we have it in the physical world. If you want to buy alcohol or cigarettes, you've yep. got to show your age. And in fact, online for online gambling in particular, there are age verification techniques that do work. Which what, tell, tell me what they are, because I've not come across them. So, so the easiest to use is to use credit card. Rather than debit card, you can get a debit card when uh, you're younger than 18. Okay. But a credit card can show that you're over 18. But we do have a problem, because if I register and I've got a child, well, my child could then use my details to then go online. So, so they're not without flaws. And if a 15-year-old girl or boy wants to go onto a dating website and say they are an 18-year-old, there's nothing really we can do to stop them, apart from, I guess, educate them that, you know, actually that's probably a bit of a stupid thing to do, but you can't actually stop them, can you? Yeah, well, age verification can make it more difficult, but if they are determined, whatever the process, they'll work ways to get around it. And as you say, we need to educate them because they could be putting themselves in real danger by misrepresentation online. How do we educate them, Carsten? Because I've said this before, with the greatest respect, you and I, to 15, 16, 17-year-olds, we're a couple of old farts. And um, <laughs> we, we go in going, hey, guys, let's be groovy on the net. You know, let's, let's be safe out there. They're just going to laugh at us, aren't they? They are, and it's very difficult because we use the internet much differently to what, the way young kids do. So it is very difficult. What we need to show is understand what they want to do and show them how they can do it more safely. Don't tell them what not to do, that won't work, but help them to do what they want in a more safe manner. Do you know what? I'm quite optimistic about the internet. It's, all, it's often um, portrayed as, uh, as a bad thing and, you know, there's all kinds of horrible things are happening on there. They are, but if, it, if we think about it, the internet is still, I mean, what, sort of 20 years old in terms of people actually having regular access to it? It's still really early days, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and, and more and more social interaction and communication is conducted online, and a lot of it very positive. It's just that we do concentrate sometimes on the negative because it does have such a bad impact on the young people. Uh, Carsten, it's good to talk to you and get your thoughts. Thank you. Professor Carsten Maple, Director of Cyber Security Research at the University of Warwick. The internet's still really young. You know, it's early days. I think it's going to be all right. I think it is all right, mainly. There's a few, you know, there's a few dodgepots out Do you know what? It wasn't the internet's fault that this guy proceeded with a date knowing that she was 15. No, this this, this story has got so many things that I... It feels like somebody has tried to push all these things together when actually they're separate. This guy's obviously a bit of a dodgepot. He he thought she was 18 and met her. That's fine. No. No, he thought she was 18. No, but he knew she was 15 before he met her. I thought that it was... he, he, He found out that she was 15 when they met. No. Oh, well, that's not been made clear then in the um, thing. They were chatting and it emerged that she'd not tell the truth about her age. Uh, oh, once they got talking. Yeah. OK. Oh, see, I, saw, I assumed that that was when they met, the no, ones they got talking. he went there knowing she was 15, and that's why he oh. said that he was going just to well, make sure she wasn't well, a vulnerable child. Well, he's obviously, he's obviously a dodgepot, but um, I've lost what my thought was now. Completely lost what my thought was. Never mind. Have we got any texts? We've got, I mean, look, we've got texts, but they're not really... Um, I'll, I'll read them to you. This is what we've got. Go on. Uh, uh, here we go. 
Can I play What's the Story Morning Glory today? That's from Snuffers. No. I mean, that refers to the previous hour. No. Uh, are you still doing clip requests? No. Uh, Tony well, the... yeah, between six and seven, yes. All right, yes. OK. We wanted Do You Drive? Yes, I Do. Okay. That's a really long clip. Yep. Um, uh, that's it, really. OK. But, uh, that's what my train of thought was. There. I was going with that. Hang on, go back. Point. No, 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 go I can't. Back to where you I, no, I can't go back to where I was. I had a good point, and I've completely forgotten what it was now. Never mind. Um, hey, there's a weirdo here. Now, how are these people not dead? How are these people not dead? Look at the state of this bloke, Gary Watkinson. I mean, he looks the sort, doesn't he? A man of 25. I don't. I'm not sure. I believe this. All right, because this can't be humanly possible. A man of 25 has lived his life on a diet of beans on toast. Gary Watkinson, who's obviously some sort of, I don't know, deviant, said he'd eaten nothing else and as a child threw any other food on the floor. Well, his parents should have um, uh, just said, well, if you're not going to eat that, then you're going to go hungry. Tough, tough, Gary. Tough. He said, I have beans on toast for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Oh, the smell. Imagine what it's like in his house. Oh, dear. I can't stomach the thought of other foods. His sole... What? His sole exception is if he is abroad and cannot find his favourite Branston bread. And then he eats chips. Oh, you dirty... Gary of Huddersfield has had a GP checkup and got a clean bill of health. But girlfriend, Beth Hall, 20, said, it's a nightmare. I bet it's a nightmare. I bet it absolutely stinks. Imagine sharing a bed with him. Oh, the state of that Dutch oven. It's going to be awful, isn't it? It's going to be absolutely horrendous. What awful, awful... How can you say... Now, listen, I do like a bit of beans on toast. Don't get me wrong. Butter the toast nicely so the butter melts when the beans go on top. Bit of curry powder in the beans. Great little bit of cheese. Pucker. But all of the time... No, I don't, uh, I don't think so. I think that's... Uh, how can you not die? I suppose that beans... Are, the, the, the tomato sauce, you've got a vegetable. With the bean itself, what's that? I don't know, is it fruit? Is it fruit or something? It's a fruit. It's a fruit. And the bread, well, that's fibre. So I guess, I guess you're getting everything that you need to survive and uh, live. 08459 555. You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Let's get the Trav. Here's Sammy. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 23 for the A1M towards Junction 21A for the M1 South. That's because of a car fire that happened earlier on, so there's still two lanes closed. On the M1 Southbound, it's stop-start now from Junction 11 for Dunstable towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. And also it's busy on the approach to Junction 9 for Redbourne on the M1 on the A5 Southbound from Lynch Hill. In Clarphill on the A6 Bedford Road, that's looking slow on the speed sensors between Back Street and the A507. And on the Amersham Road in Beaconsfield, that's busy southbound from Longbottom Lane to the A40 at London Road. There's no reports of any problems on the trains at the moment, but over the bank holiday weekend, network rail are striking from 5 o'clock on Monday to 5 o'clock on Tuesday, so there'll be a severely reduced service operating on trains across the UK from Monday through to Wednesday. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. 
7.15, it's Thursday the 21st of May, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who've been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. The NSPCC says children are lying about their age online all too frequently after an Aylesbury teacher was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. And former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager at a lunchtime press conference. BBC Three Counties Radio. On Saturday, Wembley is going to be a sea of blue. Still fills me with awe when I see all these football fans heading towards this playoff final. It's the League Two playoff final as Wickham take on Southend. Referee's blown his whistle. Wickham Wanderers have done it. 12 months from surviving on goal difference. They're going to Wembley. From two, we'll be live with the fans. Woke up at six o'clock in the morning, couldn't get back to sleep. Watched the highlights again of the playoff semi and yeah, that's where I've been. Then from 5.30, there's uninterrupted commentary on the game itself. Mawson's there, it's a goal! Wickham have got a second! Wickham versus Southend in the League Two playoff final. Saturday from two, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian on Twitter's not buying the baked beans guy. He's calling them out. Colin's in Dunstable. Morning, Colin. Morning, folks. Sorry? Morning, folks. Oh, are you doing a turn? Oh, OK, I'll sit back. Go on, away you no, go. No, hey, no, let's no, jump. No, Please no. welcome to the stage. It's Colin. Colin, there you go. My usual um, salutation. You have literally never said that before in your life to me. Oh, never. Go back and go back. You clip. We destroy all the Colin files as soon as they exist. Oh, I've not clipped you saying "morning, folks." I'm looking. Hang on. Wee Willy Wonky. No, I've got no Colin clips, mate. I'm not in the bedroom. Apart from that one. I don't want people making love while I'm talking. So boobs is not news. Drawing games is not winning. Are any of these voices you, Colin? No. Never did to. That's not it, is it? Um, Before we begin, that's not you, is anyway, it? Anyway, don't don't don't, don't, don't worry about sorry. that. I'm, I'm not worried about it. Um, I'm literally not worried. I, I couldn't I worry. I couldn't worry any less. Oh, all right. Wait, wait till you go. Hey, you? you know what we say in this country, Colin? What's that? I couldn't care less. No, oh, all right. Right, do you know what they say in America? No. I could care less. <laughs> but yet, yeah. But yet, it, they're saying it as though it means the same thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. They go, I could care less. Ah, uh, could you? Could you care? Well, then why? You, so you could, you could care less. No. Ah. Uh, I hate Americans. <laughs> Colin, anyway, please get to the point, mate, because we've got a busy show, mate. Baked beans. Yes, sir. Fibre, a little bit of mineral and protein. Yeah, and a, a lot of good uh, good times. Yep, and yep. the um, tomato sauce, yes. tomatoes in any form yes. are excellent for you. <laughs> oh, that's nice, Colin. If you love tomatoes so much, why don't you go and marry them? No, 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 I didn't say that. Oh. I was just giving you the fact. Uh, well, uh, and uh, where is your, what's your medical training, Colin? Um, I have worked in a hospital laboratory for many years. What did you do? Were you a rhesus monkey? No, but um, <laughs> I could do everything from taking your blood oh. right through to cross-matching it for an operation. Oh, could you do uh, the operation? If push came to shove, Colin, could you do the operation? No. Could you do a colonoscopy if you had to? No. Okay. 
If I had to, I reckon I could. Do you? If I really, really had to, yeah. If I was on a desert island and someone needed an emergency... Co- I don't even know what a colonoscopy is. That's removal of the colon, is it? Yeah. Or is it a camera up the bum? Either way, it's just a camera up the bum, actually. I could do that. You just kind of blow to kind of open the hole and then you put your phone up there on a mm, selfie stick. Well, I don't know about that anyway. <laughs> Kelly's asking me why would I need to do it on a desert island. You just don't know, mate. You just don't know what goes on in these desert islands. Well, no, well Colin, it's, it's a really true. we're taking a really weird twist this phone call, mate, so I'm going to have to let you go. All right, mate. Ta-ta. Bye. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, last week we had a call from uh, Lydia from Hartford. She got in touch to tell us about her dad, Brian Byrne, who'd gone missing. Well, Lydia's back. Morning, Lydia. Morning. Um, just remind us when dad went missing. Um, it was um, it's, it's two weeks today. Two weeks today, and he's still yeah. not turned up, has he? Nothing, nothing. Let's get um, let's get some of the the, the kind of the, the the facts out of the way. Just remind us what Dad looked like or, and how old he is and, and stuff um, like that. Okay, um, yeah, he was um, fifty eight, um, of stocky build. He was around um, six foot five, that kind of height, and um, bit of a belly on him. Um, just stock. I said this last week, but you just can't miss him. Like that is it. And he was turned, quite turned. And then he was blue eyes. And I've se- like I was going to say, I've seen the pictures. He's got quite striking eyes, hasn't he? He's got yeah. a twinkle in his eyes. Yeah. Um, and we don't need to go into too much detail, but he, basically, you, you, him and his uh, your mum had split up, and it, it hit him quite hard, hadn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. It how are you feeling? I don't, I don't know how I feel right now. Mm. I honestly don't. I'm, I literally feel, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of torn at the moment because I'm, like I said last week, I'm still trying to keep it together for my family, what's left of it anyway. And, you know, I don't have, you know, my dad was my best mate. My dad was my best friend. And uh, the only reason I'm asking this, Lydia, because I know this is upsetting, is because you never know that there's a chance he might be listening. Yeah. Or he might hear this at some point. Yeah. And um, I I think it's quite important for him, for Brian, to know how upset everyone is, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. You just want your dad to come home? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really do. Are you alright to carry on? Yeah, absolutely fine. Alright. Absolutely fine. Alright. The, the police have released some CCTV footage, haven't they? Yeah. What, um, what's that and where's that from? That was that was from um, the Lee Valley Boating Centre, but um, they said, you know, even though it's from around the time my dad dropped off his van there, around the area, they said they, they don't think it is him. Right, okay. I mean, I look, I look at it as well, and you can just tell, you can just tell by the way he walks and stuff, especially, like, us being, me and my brother being his kids, you can just tell. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, um, that's, uh, I wouldn't have thought that was him, but, um, yeah, there's going to be a, a media release today by the police, um, because it's the anniversary and stuff. Yeah. 
um, and remind us, remind us the van because he, he he left his work van. What did it look like, and where um, did he leave it? Um, it was a Vauxhall Combo van, um, and last time it was actually seen, like driven around, was the following day of him going missing. So, so I'd say a Friday at um, Tesco petrol station in Hatfield, mm. um, and he left it um, in Crownfield on the 13th of May. Well, that's when it was found. Um, Crownfield in Leasing. And what did it? What did it say? It's got. What, what does it say on the side? I can't quite remember. Um, night group. Okay, and that's night with yeah. a K. And so, yeah. if anyone saw that um, driving around or maybe pulling up, if they've got any information, yeah. Um, he's doing a bloody good job of hiding, isn't he? If, if that's what he's, he's choosing to do. Um, what, what what's your message to him, Lydia? Um. Like I said, he was he was my best friend. Um, I just want him back. All right, I, know I can't. I can't do this on my own. I can't look after my family on my own. Need him. Have you got friends around you, Lydia, that that are, you know, kind of able to, to help a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's been amazing. Brilliant. And you, you've got someone that you you can talk to about all of this yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Because I know we've got lots of people listening who'll be worried about you. Um, yeah. I wish you the best of luck. You know, you. if anyone knows anything, uh, call uh, 101 and uh, the police, you know, if you, you can call us, and the best to give the police a call. Uh, and no one's angry with him, are they? They just they just want him to come home. No, exactly. He's not in trouble. <laughs> no one's angry. No one's going to give him a, a, a clout around the ear. They just want, you just want uh, Brian to come back home. All right, Lydia, listen, you, you, you go, and I'm going to let you go now, but I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, I hope something, you know, I hope something good comes of today. Thank you. And he, he'll be very proud of you, I'm sure, when he gets back. All right, Lydia, take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Well, what can you say? What can you say? What can you say, really? I wish them all the very best of luck. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Isn't it interesting how um, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, where am I going with this sentence, can kind of, um, it it makes things more human, because we spoke to Lydia last week, oh, the the other week, uh, and obviously I knew we were speaking to her today, Mm -hmm. and then I saw her on Twitter because she tweeted that she was coming on. And it's a really upsetting story anyway, but as soon as you see someone's face, it, it, I guess, I don't know, it just makes it even more real. Suddenly Lydia isn't someone on the phone who's upset, which is bad enough as is. You, you know, you can see she's an actual real... I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I'm trying to say, but it's a whole family is affected and you just think, oh, dear. Poor girl. I mean, you really feel... You feel, you feel for her dad, but yep. you also... I mean, that poor girl. If he's hiding, he's doing a cracking job, Brian. You've proved you can do it. Time to come home now, mates, please. Thank you very much indeed. Let's hope we get a happy ending to that story yeah. uh, very, very soon. Let's have some Texas, shall we? OK, you know, earlier on we solved world poverty um, and yep. by just saying, you know, people need to move closer to wells and that. Yep. Uh, James in Warburton's got an idea about the NHS. Oh, we're trying to... Yeah, we need to solve things. We we want to solve the NHS, quick the fixes. police. Quick fixes, please. Yeah. I've solved the NHS issue, says James of Wolverton. Yes. Tell people to stop being sick. You're welcome. Beautiful. OK, we've got that one. And we've also got Mark in Bedford outing his sister's husband, right? What? Is, what? Really? He's, he's this a is bean a... fiend. Oh, the beans. I thought it was... Oh, again, still, what? 
My sister's husband is the same. He eats beans and sausage and chips Wee. when we are eating Christmas dinner. He's been the same all his life and still alive at 35. My dad, bless him, uh, would uh, did, uh, never ate vegetables. Never ate vegetables. Couldn't stomach vegetables. Uh, and it was kind of... It was, it was chips and beans, actually, and sausages. And then went <laughs> towards the end when he found out he had cancer and he was, he was dying... He started eating vegetables. Oh. I said, Dad, you've left that too late, mate. You've left that way. You should have been doing that in the last 60 years, you silly idiot. My granddad was that kind of bloke, and my grand decided that she had to take desperate measures to introduce something other than chips to his diet, yep. so she made some roasted parsnips. Didn't tell him, Ooh. just passed them off with his dinner. He ate the lot and said, hmm, them sweet chips were nice. Sweet she chips. never told him they were parsnips. Ladies and gentlemen, sweet chips. 08459... Four double five five double five. We're trying to solve Britain's problems today, guys. Can you help us? Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport, but that's causing queues from Junction 12 for Flitig, and it's all because of a broken-down lorry. On the M25, there are still long delays anti-clockwise from Junction 24 for Potter's Bar towards the Junction 21A for the M1 south because of a car fire earlier. In Howard, on the North Orbital Road, there are queues because um, it's looking really busy between the Watling Street at the Park Street roundabouts and the M25 Junction 21A, and that's not because of a problems on the M25, sorry. And in Coney Heath on the North Orbital Road there, that's very busy from the High Street towards the Park Street roundabout too. On the A1 southbound approaching the Black Cat roundabout, there are delays from the St Neas Junction. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. to come up with something for Justin. We'll have a little uh, a little thinky-poos. If you've got any suggestions, uh, 81333, start your text 3CR. Right, let's get the news. We'll speak after this. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who have been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. 58-year-old Carl Wood from Elderbeck Close in Chessant has been charged with conspiracy to burgle, along with seven others from London and Kent. The men are due to appear before Westminster Magistrates Court later. The children's charity, the NSPCC, says children are lying about their age online all too frequently. It comes after an Aylesbury teacher was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. And David Cameron is promising radical changes to control immigration and put an end to illegal working. In a speech this morning, he'll say the police will be given the powers to seize the wages of those working illegally. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager today. There's, there's a lunchtime press conference at the Lamex Stadium. The former Spurs and Manchester United star will take over from Graham Westley after the borough confirmed that Westley's contract would not be renewed. More from Jeff Doyle. Chairman Phil Wallace says the club need to refresh and evolve, but admits it's risky. 13 players will follow Wesley out the door. Long-serving John Ashton is the most high-profile, although he didn't feature regularly last season, but Bira Dimbele and Simon Walton, Chris Beardsley and Andy Bond did, and they've been released, as have Harry Worley and Calvin Zola, who were hampered by injury. Watford goalkeeper Jarelio Gomez has signed a new three-year contract, and Sunderland are safe from relegation from the Premier League after a goalless draw at Arsenal last night. 
night. The final relegation place now rests between Hull and Newcastle. England's cricketers start the first test against New Zealand at Lords this morning. Here's Jonathan Agnew. After the recent further upheaval, England's cricketers will be pleased to take the field once again, for it's only through success there that the game can move forward. New Zealand will present a tough challenge through their positive approach, and Southie and Bolt, who are two of the best swing bowlers in the business. It promises, therefore, to be a tough baptism for Cook's latest opening partner, Adam Lythe, who had better not be superstitious. He's the 666th cricketer to represent England, and you have the devil's number emblazoned on his shirt. And practice starts this morning for Sunday's Monaco Grand Prix. Championship leader Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton yesterday signed a new three-year contract with Mercedes worth a reported £100 million. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, yeah, we got rid of the little sidebar, didn't we? Oh. Any checks? We deleted it, guys. We deleted it because Mark didn't like it. So we deleted the littlest hobo. Um, to the Mark. When I went home yesterday, yeah. I was told that um, our children. You like that, Kels? Yeah. That was really funny. Our children had been singing the littlest hobo, and I had to break the news to them. Yeah, they were gone. very upset. He's dead. He's been shot. He's had a shot through the heart. Mark's to blame. He gave the littlest hobo a bad name. I mean, I can always get it back if anyone wants. No, mate, it's gone. It's gone. We don't. We don't. We don't uh, go back on our word here on this show. No bow to the hobo. There we go. <laughs> Pat says, Ian, we keep hearing from Bed's police that they'll have to lose 134 police officers, but no mention of culling the PCSOs. Why? Well, you don't have to, have to kill them. Yeah. Surely we want police officers first to stay, or are PCSOs more important to the service? They're cheaper. Pat. Yeah. But cheaper, that's why. Next. Next. So it's obvious. Obvs. Hashtag obvs. That's the thing. It came in a jam jar. <laughs> and it tasted of gooseberries. Yay. Wow. Anything else? No, not really, no. Morning, Justin. Boss, I'm not happy. Wait. I'm mate, not mate. happy this morning. Mate, wagwan. Wagwan. Oh, hang on, sorry. Can I just say this to you? Good morning, sir. There we go. <laughs> it gets me right in the mood. Doesn't it, Just? Uh, I'm in sunny Harps this morning. Hey. I, I love Harpingdon. Harps stay sharp to the bottom of the glass. But you know what? I've driven past Junction 10 to get here this morning. Beautiful and junction. I've driven past that horrible Welcome to Luton sign. I keep missing this Welcome to Luton sign. It's dreadful. I keep missing it. What? Where, where's the statue of Eric Morecambe? Where, where's the plane? Where's the Lisselwoods Cup? Where's the big hats? The people of Luton where's deserve Where's the Ollie, better. Mer- Ollie Murs pork pie? Hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where is that? We love Luton. We love Ollie Murs. Just rubbish. I've not seen this sign. Junction 10, I've got to say, though, guys, brap, it is looking blinging, isn't it? Mm, sexy. And now it's up to 50 miles an hour. Mm. Whoa, feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I love it there. I love it. Oh, is I love it, it finished, though? Because uh, well, there's, there's still a bit where there's loads of trucks and workmen and stuff. They said it was going to be finished uh, in spring. Well, it's spring has sprung, mate. Well, you know what these roadworks are like, but it's looking a lot better. It's looking a lot more organised. It's just a sign. I just Does think that the people you know what these roadworks are like. They deserve better. That's like mate. saying you know what these Chinese are like. What does that mean? You're being racist about roadworks. Yeah, and do you know what? I don't deny that. Well, fair play, fair play. I respect your uh, your racist stance. Yeah. <laughs> I do against roadworks, not the other stuff. That's yeah, out of thank order. You. Um, and, and who's opening it? Of course, they should be asking me to open it. I'll cut the ribbon. They already opened it before it was open. What do you mean? They did, didn't they? No, there's yeah. a sign that says it'll be open. Well, then you need a ribbon. 
Mm. You need a ribbon, and I will happily cut that um, uh, ribbon. So does that mean, then, Hello. that they're going to close the road completely yep. while somebody cuts a ribbon? Yes. Yeah, great vibes. And I'll do it for £10,000. <laughs> what, what, what else is there? To go on these yeah, days. Yeah, it's true. Um, have we got any texts? Because I'll be honest, I'm struggling to find anything for Justin to do. We have, but we've got some disgruntled hobo fans. Oh, yeah. Uh, JBDC, John Nace, uh, 15 on Twitter says, No littlest hobo, no littlest me. <gasps> and Alzheimer's um, is sad for you on Twitter about your jam jar drink. Oh, it's just Those darned hipsters have got a lot oh, to answer for, jam jar. Flipping hipsters. Here's something, Just. Yeah. The paper is slim picking. Combination of things. Slim pickings, mm -hmm. and I've lost my mojo. Those two things combined mean, it's, you know, we're, we're struggling through today, yeah, but we'll yeah. get there, we'll get there. Here's something, right. Ben Spencer, the science reporter in the Daily Mail. Now, I'd heard this before. No one does this, surely. Doctor's orders why you should always wash new clothes. What the heck? What? But new clothes are the cleanest of all clothes. Of course they are. Mm. They're the cleanest of all clothes. Yeah, yeah. New clothes should be run through the washing machine before they are worn. A leading doctor has warned. Flip it out. Chemicals used to give garments a wrinkle-free look on shop mannequins could be responsible for rashes itches and all manner of allergic reactions, according to a spin, skin ex expert. That is absolute nonsense. Who's going to go? Who is going to... My wife, get this right, man. When we, If we buy new crockery, she'll wash it before we eat on it. No, well, I get that. I get that. What? What? Yeah. What? What? Well, it's a plate. It's been in a yeah, shop. Yeah, it's a plate. It's been in the shop, so it's clean. But it's had so I'm going to have my dinner on it. It's not had beans on it. Everyone's been touching it. Yeah. No one's been you touching it. They're no, not they touching have. it with just the knuckles. It's they're touching it with the fingers. You know where the fingers have been. Do you wash your toothbrush before you... No, of course not. <laughs> well, no, but that's in a sealed container. That's different. Yeah, but still, that's going in your mouth. Do you wash everything you put in your mouth? Yes. Well, good. It's the only way. What if there's no running water? Wet wipe. <laughs> or you could, you could, yeah, you could do a mum wash where you spit on it and rub it with a hanky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Hello, <Peter>. <laughs> <laughs> So, Justin. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't. I mean, this is literally the best I've got, and I know. I know, I know I'm giving you the scraps from yeah, the table, yeah. but this. I mean, can you? So get, you can make magic out of this. Is, is the question: Do you wash things before you put them in your mouth, or? <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's not, not that. No. Okay. No, it's not that. It's right. not that. Oh, do, uh, do you wash new clothes before you wear them? I mean, is, that, not, is that the question? I mean, it's not the greatest thing to take. Hang on a second, Ian. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, fella. What you got? It's the same with fruit and veg, mate, because I, I, I always wash fruit and veg because you don't know what people have been uh, doing with that. No, I don't buy that either. Listen, it's uh, the, my wife's always washing vegetables and peeling carrots. No, listen, if it don't right. kill you, mate, it makes you... This is why we've got um, kids with ADHD, um, autism uh, and loads of uh, allergies because they don't eat dirt. You need to eat. You need to eat germs. You need to put germs in your body. Otherwise, you will get diseases and your body will become weak. Ian, you could have been down the the, the, the fruit and vegetable down the market, and the bloke before you deciding which apple to pick, and he's just been picking his bum. He's been doing. He's been doing what? Picking his bum, jeez! No wonder no one's listening. And then, and then he handles your apple. That's disgusting. Well, as long as he doesn't handle my plums, I'm fine. 
That's right. Ian, listen, we need to send Justin out on something, and I, I'm coming up with nothing here. I've got, I've, right. I've got here's, blanks. Here's one. Yes. You did. I can't. It's a terrible line, Ian. Say that again. Okay. I was in the bank yesterday afternoon. Yes. Um, paying some money, in. so I paid some money in about forty odd quid. And then um, I had my wallet, he changed part of the wallet. So I took, a, 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 you know, about 20 pence out and said to the girl, I'll put that in the, in the charity box behind the counter. She said, oh, that's, that's nice, thanks very much. And I said, oh, actually, while we're at it, I might as well lighten my wallet, put the rest of this change in. And I meant to put it into my account, because it was about nine quid. Aye. And she put it straight into the charity box. Oh, oh that's really nice of you. So have you ever given to charity... When you didn't mean to. It, well, Ian, thank you. It's a bit niche, just. Very, very niche. It's a very, very niche thing. I'm just I mean, thinking about the people of Harpenden. We've got a very smart tan very lady smart. walking up to us right now. Madam, yeah. can I ask you one very quick question? Okay. Um, when you buy new clothes, yeah, yeah. do you wash them before you wear them? No. Okay. What about fruit and veg? Yes. Okay. What about uh, plates? No, they come from the dishwasher and then they get used after they've been stored. OK, and the Holy Grail, when have you ever given to charity when you didn't mean to give to charity? It's our niche phoning. Have you got an answer for us on the niche phoning? Not really. I always choose who I want to give my charity money to. OK, that's enough. Thank you very much. I think it's too niche. It's very, very niche. And I, if I'm honest, I, I kind of dozed off for, for the two and a half minutes you were speaking to that wonderful lady. What? It wasn't two and a half minutes. It felt like it. All right, mate. Well, do you know what I'm saying? It, no, I, I'm, no. I'm protesting your phone in no. live. What more do you want? No, I want a good phone in, mate. There's, um... The baked beans guy. I mean, there's, um... If you could, if mm. or do we just send Justin home? I mean, <laughs> we might as well just we send him just home. We could just ask an nothing. open question. We could just ask an open question today. Well, you know, I'm not scared of asking any question on the streets. Uh, Cliff Richard. No. <laughs> what if you just go up to someone and say, "What, what are you thinking? <sighs> What's on your mind?" I can road test that now if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah road test it, road test it. Ladies, can I borrow you for for thirty seconds? Okay. For twenty seconds. Okay, madam. We're BBC Three Counties Radio. We're live across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. What's your name? Siobhan. Siobhan. OK, Siobhan, what are you thinking? I don't know. There you go. I like it, Justin. It Kelly, I like your style. Justin, you can make that work. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, she was what, what are you thinking? I, I don't, don't know. know. It's a hard question. <laughs> ja, honestly, mate, we got nothing. The papers, I mean, um, Cliff what Richard... I'm going to go and He's hang out his with house. The, I'm going to go and hang out with the people of Harps. Okay? All right, mate. I'm yeah. going to go and yeah. you know talk to them about local issues. And you let me know at some point in your own in your own time yeah. what you want, and I shall come back and talk to the people. I mean, I just, there's literally... what about if yes. you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life? Oh no, it's like what's the best sandwich? Well, oh, yeah. All right. Well, what's the best? Sandwich? No, no, no. It's like what's the best biscuit? What What is the best? No, biscuit? no, no. What's no, your no, favourite like... toy from the seventies? No, oh, right. When was the last time you saw a white dog poo? No, right. Should we bring back the death penalty? Oh, flipping heck. Let's legalise cannabis. Please, <laughs> let's legalise cannabis. Um, 08459. I got it. We're going meta. OK. Do you want to go meta? OK, whatever you want. Your name's above the door, not mine. We're going meta, Justin. OK. We're going to turn ourselves... We're going to enter ourselves and come out through our mouths. You ask the people on Harpenden, the streets of Harpenden, what you should be asking 
the people on the streets of Harpenden. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, we've uh, we've opened Pandora's box. We have crossed the Rubicon. We have gone meta. Justin, okay. can you do that? I think I can. Wowzers. Thanks, buddy. Speak Thank to you, you soon. Ta-ta. 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 Honestly, there's nothing in... The papers for, like, the last six weeks, you know, the, the best thing is this Scrabble thing and a fella eating baked beans. It's absolute rubbish. And then they're talking about the bank holiday strike. Well, I mean, really, who cares? But we, on the other hand, are doing important work this morning. We've solved world poverty in yes, Hungary. Yes, yes. We sorted out the NHS. Easy. And now, with the help of Damon, we're going to sort out the greenhouse effect. Go on, now, fella. Right, ready? Stop global warming by eating kangaroos. Kangaroos apparently don't produce methane, which is a very bad greenhouse gas and destroys the ozone layer. Yeah. Cows and sheep produce loads of methane. So, yep. if we stop farming them and ate kangaroos instead for our, globe, for our tea, global warming is sorted easy. Damon Wheat instead. I never trust kangaroos. Do they? Has anyone ever? Because when I was a, 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 a kid, in cartoons, a kangaroo would always get mistaken for a giant mouse, wouldn't yeah. it? Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, and then they would have boxing gloves on. Has there ever is is a boxing kangaroo? Is that a real it's thing? The thing they box each other. No, but do they box? Can you can a human pay good Australian dollar? Great exchange rate at the moment. This is why I'm interested. Can a human pay Australian dollar? Go into a ring where you are confronted by a boxing glove wearing uh, kangaroo and then have an actual punch up with it. I think they used to do that, but the problem is that kangaroos don't play by the rules. You know what they like to do. They will swing back and kick you in the cojones. That's, but that's um, um, mixed martial arts, isn't it? That's what that is, AAFC. All-action fighting club that I'm a member of. That's yeah. what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. And we just... I bet Peter, the uh, animal charity, will, uh, will have something. They'll probably have beef with that. I mean, you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't be boxing kangaroos. If they didn't like it, they wouldn't put the gloves on and wear the shorts, would they? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M1 southbound from Junction 12 for Flittick towards Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road because the lorry's broken down. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are long queues from Junction 24 for Potters Bar to 21A for the M1 south. That's because of a car fire earlier. And the A10 is very slow northbound from the Harlow turn-off towards at the Hodgson roundabout in both directions through the roadworks. The A1 is busy southbound from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout. And it's also looking slow on the speed sensors in Beaconsfield on Amersham Road from Longbottom Lane towards the A40 London Road. There's no reports of any delays on the trains at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.45. It's Thursday the 21st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who've been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. The NSPCC says children are lying about their age online all too frequently after an Aylesbury teacher was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. And former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager at a lunchtime press conference. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've got some cloud around this morning, but lots of bright skies still. Uh, some sunshine towards western areas, but the sunshine will make an appearance uh, later on again today, probably in a few hours or so, if it is cloudy where you are at the moment. It's going to be dry and fine today. Lots of good spells of sunshine and feeling a bit warmer than it has done over the last couple of days too, with just a, a fairly light westerly breeze. Now we're looking at top afternoon temperatures all the way up to around 18 or possibly 19 Celsius, 66 in Fahrenheit. Lots of sunshine through 
through the afternoon and again into the evening, a lovely end to the day once more. Overnight tonight, it'll feel a bit milder than it has done recently, possibly some rather misty conditions over the hills and uh, lows of around 8 or 9 degrees, staying dry with some clear spells at first as well. And then into tomorrow, a cloudier day, but still some brightness around, mostly dry. The risk of a few showers perhaps a bit later on through the afternoon, even warmer tomorrow. Uh, temperatures easily up to 20, possibly 21 Celsius, 70 in Fahrenheit. Over the bank holiday weekend, um, still firming up on the details, but it looks like it will be mostly dry and fine. A few showers possible on uh, Monday. That's the forecast. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, JVS will be picking this up and discussing this at nine o'clock. One of our local councils has a cunning plan to tackle unscooped dog poop. They're going to paint it red. North Hearts District Council are so pleased with the results in Royston where they sprayed 116 deposits, that they're going to do the same thing in Letchworth. Well, I'm joined now by Councillor Bernard Lovewell from North Hearts Council. Morning, Bernard. Good morning to you. Tell me how this idea works and where it came from, please. Well, we, we thought of um, uh, trying to find all sorts of ways to um, uh, tackle this problem, which is, a, which is a big problem everywhere. And um, we uh, had a particular problem in the Yorkway Recreation Ground in Royston. So we came up with this idea of trying to highlight it um, by, uh, as you say, we, we've sprayed the deposits in red, which highlights how many actual deposits uh, there are. And um, it's uh, obviously um, made, it, uh, made it very public. Um, I, I have to say that uh, once it's sprayed red and uh, it isn't just left there, it is, it is removed. So uh, what, how long does it... Do, uh, you, you spray it red and then it's collected. How long is it, is it left there sprayed red? It's, it's, not, it's not left very long. Okay. Uh, and when it's removed, the, the red spray stays for a while uh. and then, then, then disappears. But it does highlight to people how many instances of this we, we have. But the, I think the main point of it is that um, we... We, we also carried out an exercise in this particular area um, of patrolling every day for part of uh, each day uh, and, and talking to people. Um, of, of course, it's got people's interest, and uh, uh, we were able to go out there and, and talk to people, and we've had extremely positive feedback. Um, and more important than that, the instances of um, uh, left deposits has diminished greatly. Um, so is this because? It, is this because? It, are, are you shaming the dog so that they don't do it again? <laughs> is that the impact? I, I don't think we can shame dogs. Um, hopefully, we, we can shame those few people who um, walk their dogs who don't pick up after them. And I mean, most dog owners are very responsible. It is the the few that cause the the the, the, the problem, um, and it has highlighted it. And uh, it's also uh, we're, we're trying to encourage people to let us know if they see uh, persistent 
sometimes offenders so that we can actually uh, uh, tackle them head on. Oh, it's on. awful, isn't it? It's awful. It it's is. so disgusting. Yes, it is, yes. Tell you, another thing that's... I don't know if this happens uh, in your area, Bernard, but have you, you've seen this. You know, sometimes they, the people uh, will collect the dog faeces. Yes. Then they leave it in the little bag hanging on a wall or on a fence or from a tree. Yes, uh, that's uh, that is right. And that's we, weird, we, isn't we it? We hear more and more. This, the, the penalties for that are, are very much higher than uh, the leaving it behind. I have to say. That. What are the penalties for hanging it on a tree and a penalty for well, leaving it on the floor? Uh, well, these um, uh, it, it, it then becomes into littering laws, and um, the the fine for that is up to two and a half thousand pounds um, if people deposit it on the wall in trees, and uh, uh, it, it's disgusting. It, it does happen, and if we catch them, we we, we don't hesitate to prosecute. Have you caught anybody uh, who's, uh, you, you know, well, are there people that patrol the streets and if they see a dog doing a whoopsie and it not being cleaned up, they go, oi! We, we don't have people patrolling no. specifically, although we, we have in this, this operation and we're, we're, we're shortly to start a similar operations on, on the Jackman's estate in Letchworth Garden City um, and uh, where we have a, another particular problem. Um, we do have officers from time to time, but of course they're engage in all sorts of other things and we do need the publics uh, to um, keep their eyes open for us and let us know if there's a problem and who's causing that who problem. um who drew the the short straw burned who goes around with the, the can of paint well, one of our Envirocrime uh, officers Enviro has, this, uh, has this lovely, lovely mm. job, um, and she's uh, she's done a brilliant job uh, doing this and Looks educating nice. people, and, and 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 she's also been picking it up. So oh, it's yeah. not a uh, not the, not the best job in the I world. I hope the council provides her with gloves. Oh, she but, but she's provided with, uh, uh, with with everything, but it's still not a pleasant job, and she shouldn't have to do no. it. Um, and uh, the dog owners should be. Yeah, be I know. It. It's uh, you know, I'm not really a doggy person at all, Bernard. I'm a cat. Mm. I'm a cat man. Yes, I'm right. uh, but good, uh, far more sensible because they go and bury it in other people's gardens, which is fine. <laughs> but right, it yeah. is—it is just horrible. It's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not only disgusting; it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, there is a, a parasitic worm in oh, it yeah. that um, uh, that can cause um, serious illness. Um, we spoke to a fella a while ago that had gone blind as a kiddie. It can cause blindness. Yeah. Yes, and has done. And children are particularly vulnerable. And uh, so it's not only unsightly and smelly and horrible; it's also very dangerous. To, to health. Bernard, good luck. Let's hope you uh, eradicate these horrible people and, uh, they, well, not, I don't mean kill them, but, you know, that you manage to, you, <laughs> manage to, you, mean. you clear up the mess. Thank Probably. you, Bernard. Good work. Councillor Bernard Lovewell from North Hearts Council. What was that woman's job title? Enviro, Enviro crime. Is that what she was involved in? Enviro crime officer. Eee, flipping it. We'll have some of Sounds that. Sounds like Robocop. Any Texas? Yeah, loads. Go on then. Um, John says, hi, I too agree that UB40 suck big time. Yeah, yeah. This terrible. is because UB40 had to turn fans away. Not not themselves. They were a bit busy doing a concert, but apparently they sold too many tickets for a concert. Awful. UB40. Um, he says, I think my worst gig would be you 2 supported by UB40 with the special guest of Eric Clapton. Yo! The new Luton sign has a wonky M, says Carlos from Luton, and oh. he's sent us a picture. Look forward to uh, seeing that. And one Rich, <laughs> Rich from Luton says, always clean your plate after purchase. You don't know what the warehouse conditions are. Oh come I've on! I've heard some stories Guys, about warehouses. No, we clean. Listen, we clean too much. Is my philosophy. We clean too much. Uh, you need germs in your body. This is what vaccine is. Vaccine is, is germs, it's disease in your body. And this is why kids these days are all kind of fey and limp, because they don't eat mud. 
You can get like special detergent for vegetables. I don't like the idea of that. No, I mean, no. they are grown in muck, so you know you're going to expect a bit of muck. Listen, if your potato or your carrot hasn't got a bit of mud on it, then you don't know where it's been. It's got mud on it. You know, it's been in the ground. Beautiful. I love some of that. I'm very suspicious of a clean carrot. Uh, my husband. At most, at most, I will, um, um, I, I will polish cocks. Your apples. Yeah, I, I'll get it and I'll rub it on my jeans mm. and I'll, 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 I'll polish my cocks. I love cocks, and I will polish them till they're quite shiny, but that's as far as it goes. You know why? Because they put wax on them to make them shinier in the shop, and what I don't want to eat beautiful, wax. beautiful, lovely, delicious wax on my cocks. My husband always has to wash his new clothes, says Lisa in Leighton Buzzard. It's pointless. Your husband's weird. Yeah, she agrees. Uh, and Stephen King's Langley is glad to see the back of the uh, littlest hobo. It's gone. Am I the only one who's glad it's gone? Um, and put out of his misery, says Steve of Kingsland. We are uh, replacing... If anyone wants to do a remix of this... Stetson. We'll replace <laughs> it with that. Uh, followed by... The, the sequel wasn't quite so good. Doorbells. Yeah. <laughs> so it turned... Everyone's... Got, um, every now and then the story pops up that video games are bad for you. And the other, yesterday it was saying, if, uh, if, you play, if you play Grand Theft Auto, you'll get dementia. <laughs> Well, how do you know? How do you know that? It's not been out long enough to have, have done that. And now that the, the mirror is kind of picking up on that story. Are our kids at risk from game brain drain? Well, A, that doesn't mean anything. So B, no. <laughs> and then they've spoken to Professor Mark Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, Kelly. Professor Mark Griffiths. Your guide to protecting Generation Xbox. Oh, for heaven's sake. And he's got seven... Professor Mark Griffiths's seven golden gaming rules for parents. Number one, check the content of the games your children play. Well, duh. These are all... You, after all of these, you go, oh, duh, really? Two. <laughs> no, don't. My mum did this, and it turned me against my mum. I still hate my mum because of number two. Try to give them games that are educational, brackets, but still fun. <laughs> Let's play Crazy Math. <laughs> Let's play Lingo Bingo. Let's play Word Fun rather than violent ones. Uh, it, well, my mum bought me a BBC Micro because it was educational instead of a Spectrum, and I still bear that grudge. <laughs> hey, we could do violent maths. Oh, mate. Mm. Um, three, encourage them to play in groups instead of on their own. It means they will work together and talk to other youngsters more. The fact oh. he's used the word youngsters shows that this guy's a sad case. Griffiths. Four, Set limits on the time they spend playing computer games. Tell them they can play for a couple of hours after they've done their homework or chores, not before. It's common sense, you muppet! Oh, for crying out loud. I mean, and this is just awful. Five. Get them to follow the recommendations made by the manufacturers, such as sitting at least two feet from the screen and playing in a well-lit room. Turn the lights on, the room isn't well-lit. You shouldn't be shooting zombies in a dark room. You might get scared. And also, you don't have to sit far away from the TV now, because TVs are different. You had to sit far away from them because it was all um, um, pixels. I don't know mm-hmm. what you would call those little dots. They had a word, anyway. Uh, and so if you got too close, the picture would, would, would you wouldn't see the picture clearly and it would, it would muff up your eyes. And then he says something completely different. But now TVs are different. So you can, you can sit as close as you want to a TV, I reckon. You might even be using a handheld device. Six, do not let them play when they're tired. Oh, for heaven's sake. And number seven, if all else fails, take the console away and give it back to them on a part-time basis. This will enable you to take more control of their gaming habits. That's what you should be doing anyway. I always had to ask my mum permission to get the computer out. To play, Mum, can I play on the computer? No. Go on. All right, then. Round my little finger. But 
This guy, I'm going to find Professor Mark Griffiths and I'm going to wave my finger in his face and say... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there are delays from Junction 12 for Flitwick to Junction 10 for the Luton Airport because of a broken down vehicle there, which is causing it to be really slow and um, make it... There's no lanes blocked at the moment, all the lanes have been reopened, but it's just really slow. On the A1M southbound, it's busy past Junction 7 for Stevenage and the M25 anti-clockwise still has long delays between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 21A for the M1 south because of a car fire earlier. It's also causing problems in Howard on the North Orbital Road at southbound from the... M25 Junction 21A for St Albans towards the Park Street roundabout. It's looking really slow. And looking at the train departure boards, there are no reports of any delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 08459 455 555. Those, those rules about video games are common sense, aren't they? Most of them. And some are just plain dumb. I love video games. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire man charged with Hatton Garden raid, online warning after Aylesbury teacher banned, and Stevenage to confirm Teddy Sheringham as their new manager. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who have been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. 58-year-old Carl Wood from Elderbeck Close in Chessent has been charged with conspiracy to burgle, along with seven others from London and Kent. The men are due to appear before Westminster to magistrates caught later. More from Ben Ando. All eight were among the nine people who were arrested in raids carried out by the police on Tuesday at 12 different locations in London and in Kent. More than 200 police officers involved in that and those raids coming of course just over six weeks after the burglary itself. Uh, the magistrates hearing will be a very simple straight up and down. It'll be a chance if they wish to for them to enter a plea although they don't have to at this stage. Um, the police investigation certainly is continuing the children's charity, the NSPCC, says children are lying about their age online all too frequently. It comes after an Aylesbury teacher was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. 40-year-old Geoffrey Tansey initially believed the girl he met on a dating website was over 18. Professor Carsten Maple is the Director of Cybersecurity Research at the University of Warwick. Age verification can make it more difficult, but if they are determined, whatever the process, they'll work ways to get around it. And as you say, we need to educate them because they could be putting themselves in real danger by misrepresentation online. David Cameron is promising radical changes to control immigration and put an end to illegal working. In a speech this morning, he'll say the police will be given the powers to seize the wages of those working illegally. Police are continuing their search for a Hertfordshire man who went missing two weeks ago today. 58-year-old Brian Byrne from Hartford was last seen at his home address on the evening of the 7th of May. Searches took place on stretches of the River Lee near Broxbourne on Saturday. Train companies have started cancelling services over the bank holiday weekend because of the planned strike by network rail workers. Virgin Trains has scrapped all services on the West Coast main line on Monday and Tuesday and there will be no London Midlands services between Milton Keynes and London. Thameslink are urging people not to travel and say there will be major disruption on Wednesday as well. 
In sport, former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager today. There's a lunchtime press conference at the Lamex Stadium. The former Spurs and Manchester United star will take over from Graham Westley, with chairman Phil Wallace hinting at possible changes in the boardroom as well. Our Stevenage commentator Steve Watkins says Sheringham's arrival should boost attendances. One of the big briefs at the moment to the to the um, chief executive is to increase the crowd base. Uh, he's not finding that particularly easy with the brand of football that's been played. Uh, it's winning football, but it's not been the most attractive at times. The weather, a dry day with warm sunshine this afternoon, a maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Video games. Baked beans. There's, I mean, there really is. Well, the world seems to have stopped. There's nothing going on, guys. Washing stuff. I mean, that's, that's what we're dealing with. You can give us a call. You know the rules by now. You can call us about the stuff we're talking about, or you can give us a call and talk about, well, you know, anything. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Graham's on the line. Morning, Graham. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Uh, Kelly's Violent Maths. Yes, Violent Maths. Yeah, well, 789. It did. <laughs> get it? I, uh, Graham, yes, I, I got it when I was six, and I get <laughs> it when I'm four, no, I'm nearly 42. <laughs> it's, I remember to think about violence as well. Yes. Um, my lad was talking to me the other day. You know you want to beat him up still. Say that again. It's very, it's very hard to hear you, Graham. You guys, it sounds like you're calling from um, um, a mining facility. I am in a mining facility. There you um, go. Uh, my lad, he said you wanted to be what you know, the karate lad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all you. Oh, you've got that eleven-year-old karate boy. Yeah. Bring him. He's not turned up yet, Graham. He's not turned up, and I'm ready. I've got me nunchucks. I've got me throwing stars. I will destroy your eleven-year-old son. He said to me the other day, he said, Dad, can I buy you? I was like, why? Because when I want to meet up that man on the radio. So he's definitely up for it. Well, listen, tell him, I will kick the whatever out of him, bearing in mind that offer does stop when he turns 14 and hits puberty, Okay, So it's got to happen while he's a karate child, Graham. Thank you. For anyone who's not heard me speaking to Graham before, I know we've got the NSPCC on next, I'm talking about being a kid. Don't worry, it's a joke. Graham's son does karate. Karate, of all things. And my uh, theory is you can't have kids that, that are black belts in karate because well, what do they know? What do they know? They don't know nothing. And yes, seven, eight, nine. Terrible story. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. CC say children all too frequently lie about their age online. You don't say. It comes after an Aylesbury man was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. 40-year-old Geoffrey Tansey initially believed the girl he met on a dating website was over 18. 
Uh, well, John Brown is the NSPCC's lead for tackling sexual abuse and joins me now. Morning, John. Good morning, Ian. Uh, th- th- this case is interesting. I mean, in- initially, uh, Mr Tansy thought the-, the young woman was 18 because that's what she said, and then he, he found out that she was 15 and he, he still continued to, to-, to see her. Um, but-, but that is a problem, isn't it? Because th- th- there doesn't seem to be any way of policing uh, these websites, people can go on and say they're any age, can't they? They can do, and that's um, part of the uh, the risk of the internet, I guess. I mean, obviously, the internet has brought huge, huge benefits and and uh, changed our lives in in many ways. But uh, I mean, but one of one of the risks and one of the many risks uh, f- um, online is is that it's not possible to verify someone's age, and and there are plenty of people out there who, for various reasons, are going to want to lie about their age. And, and we we know that, that that can be the case with young people as well. There can be various temptations for them to. To do that and for us at the NSPCC it's about giving good quality information and, and early education for children in schools really about life online and about the benefits of life online as, as well as uh, some of the risks and what to do if they feel they're getting into trouble. Uh, they're not going to listen to you though are they? With the greatest of respect you know if you if you kind of go into a classroom and, and speak to them like that they're not going to listen are they? No they're not going to listen to, to, to me going along to talk to them about it but what we've found from our Work and what we found from our work on Childline and for, from you know, research we've done is that uh, some of the best ways to do it are, are you know, w- well-constructed um, uh, things that can go into the curriculum, but but also what we call peer-to-peer education as well. And by that we mean. Um, young people, uh, slightly older young people, coming back into school who have been there and done yeah. it and experienced it and got into problems, coming back and talking to younger children about it. That's that's what children tell us is it work, works best for them, and that's what they tell us is most effective. Really, listening to, to young people who've been there and done it and who may be a little bit older. It's always gone on though. But you know, before the internet, I lied about my age so I could get booze when I was a kid. I, I know, you know, there were girls at my school who were 14 who looked older and said they were 18, 19, 20, so they could cop off with with older blokes. Now, looking back, obviously, that was, was, was ridiculous, but it's always gone on, hasn't it? Young people always want to uh, pretend they are older than they actually are. It has always gone on, but I think the the, uh, the trouble is the internet has, has amplified it and uh, um, amplified some of the risks. I mean, I think with this case, um, the, the important thing to, to remember is, you know, the responsibility always lies with the adult. Um, and if, if someone's wanting to engage in a relationship with someone who is clearly younger, and why, you know, one would question really why, why someone who's 40 would be wanting to engage in a relationship with someone with that, with that well, age difference anyway. Well, John, I think you know why a 40-year-old would want to engage in a relationship and, with an 18-year-old. And a person in a position of responsibility, a teacher. But it's not, it's not illegal, is it? A 40-year-old and an 18-year-old. Why? It, it makes illegal. me slightly uncomfortable, it's but it's not, it's not illegal. No, it's not illegal, but of course it is with a 15-year-old. Yeah. If there's any, any and you know, quite accept that, that uh, some young people can look older than they are, but it's, the, the responsibility lies entirely with the adult to, to, really? to check Even out. If... And, and also, you know, when he then found out that she was... Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. When he um, found out she was 15, that's when it, when it, it, it you know, definitely it, it, it crossed a very uh, serious, a big line. But um, if, if I mean, I would never go out with an 18-year-old. I feel uncomfortable. My wife's five years younger than me. I know that's as big as an age gap as I get. But there is nothing legal in a 40-year-old with an 18-year-old. And is it really the 40-year-old's responsibility to, you know, check their birth certificate and their date of birth? It's well, well. I mean, that, that, that's probably not not realistic or, or kind no. of viable. But, but no. the responsibility, the, the the responsibility does lie primarily well, does lie with the adult to, to, to ensure that they are, are clear and as, as as far as they they can be to, to ensure that they know that that, that, that young person is over the age. If they say that, the if they say they're eighteen, why would I question that? 
Well, um, and uh, that, that sometimes when those cases go to court, that can be brought as mitigation. And obviously, if, if it's been proved, for example, in a court case that the adult has gone to, you know, kind of great lengths to, to try to ensure or be satisfied that that, that young person is over, is over the age of consent, then that, that clearly can be used as mitigation. But I think with, the, with this situation, obviously, it became clear to him. And generally speaking, it does come become pretty clear in our experience at the NSPCC uh, that, the, that, that something's not right and that that young person is, is not in fact uh, over 18 or indeed over the age of consent. It does become pretty clear. How does it become clear? Because I, w- I, 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 I would struggle to tell the difference, I think. I think. Well, I mean, there, there's there's uh, physical maturity, but there's also emotional and kind of mental maturity as well, isn't there? And I think for no. a 40-year-old, a 40-year-old teacher who's used to working with children would would be able to, I think. Um, See, and that is where I think tells, I think the NSPCC things. have got things wrong, because 14, 15, 16-year-old boys and gir- girls, girls in particular, I would suggest, are physically very mature. They 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 can look like young women, and also I think that that 15, 16, 17-year-old girls are more emotionally mature than they were when I was at school. That, that, that they are. So you can't tell from those things. So, so, so what do we do then, Ian? Do we do we just say, well, that's okay then, and that's that's just that, that's just that's just the risk that we that, that we take? No, there but I don't a, think you a... put the. I don't, I don't think. I, I, I don't think the NSPCC suggesting that that young people are not emotionally mature, and then saying that if you're a forty-year-old bloke and you fancy having it away with an eighteen-year-old, which is perfectly legal and maybe a bit weird to you and me, but it's legal and people do it. That you know you should be be checking how old they are. But I, but I don't know how you would do I, that. I, it, it's it's and it's not always possible to do, to absolutely of course verify but i think it's uh, the, the point i'm making that we're making at the nspcc is that of course we think the responsibility must lie with the adult with the mature adult with the older person and clearly we we know that physical maturity um can can be can be unclear and can be confusing sometimes but the point i'm also making is is that emotional maturity and, and particularly in this case with someone like a teacher they they, they really should be able to but realize and understand I know... that in fact this young person um, is not 18 i don't know john i think i think you're, you're you're painting with two broader brushstrokes. I know 35-year-olds that, that uh, 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 you know, have got the maturity of a 16-year-old. It's... I, 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 just, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that you're, you're, you're being a little bit too generalistic in your terms, and it's not as, it's not as clear-cut as, as we would like it to be. It's, it's, it, it, sometimes it isn't clear-cut, and particularly with young people, you know, a bit, kind of 15, 16, and, and, and around, that, that, around that age, sometimes it's not that clear. Of, co- of course it's not. But I think I think for for any any, any presumption that um, you know kind of it's the fault of the young person. Clearly, they shouldn't be making up their age online, and that's that, that, that's a, that's about um, you know kind of good quality and early information and education for children and young people. But given that significant age difference, we're very clear at the NSPCC responsibility. However, and however you know hazy or difficult that can be sometimes, has to lie with the. Listen adult. before. Listen, um, I'm really attracted to you. I'm a lot older than you. Before we do engage in sex. Can I just, I mean, can I see your birth certificate? Can I, can I phone your mum up? Well... What date were you born? That, 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 uh, it, it, would, it would depend on the I just don't know how it would, well, it John, would come on, no-one's going to ask I just don't know how that would work. But also, the, 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 the and particularly with a person in, in a position of, of authority, needs to think about the ramifications for them if, in fact, that young person is under the age of well, consent, okay. that, and then the impact of them and, and, and what, what that can mean, obviously for the young person, but also for them and their career and their, and their family as well. OK, John, thank you very much indeed. Um, well, there you go. Uh, John Brown, NSPCC's lead for tackling sexual abuse, and I kind of just think that... Um, 
I kind of think that's part of the problem. Yeah. It's 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 uh, old men, and I'm including me as an old man there, John. You know, I'm not not having. A, I'm, I'm I'm kind of making up that we're of a very similar age. Mid, uh, you know, early mid forties, mid forties, blimey. It's old men talking about 14, 15 year old girls. What do we know about? And, and his heart is in completely the right place. I'm not knocking what he is trying to achieve, but I didn't buy any of that. I didn't buy any of that. And, and listen, a 40-year-old with an 18-year-old girl, guess what? It happens. It happens quite a lot. It would make me uncomfortable, but, it, you know, what, why would a 40-year-old want to go out with an 18-year-old? Well, duh, what do you think? What do you think? It ain't for the conversation, that's No, for sure. it happens a lot, and you can't go... Listen, before I put this there, can I just phone your mum up? Just, I just want to check your date of birth. But you would know, wouldn't you? I mean, some no. of the references... Oh. I, I don't know, I think sometimes the, the way they think... Would, it would certainly trigger alarm bells. There are... No, I don't think it would. I don't think it would. I suppose it depends My on wife that. doesn't... Um, you know, doesn't get most of my popular cultural references. Mm. She's never, and it's just because there's five years difference, and and there's not really that much difference. But that's not the age thing. That's because she's been brought up by. Someone no, I think it's I think it's partly because she's been brought up by by a Greek mum, but also partly it is the age thing. I was watching significantly different programmes and listening. You know, and also. 15 and 18, their pop, uh, popular cultural reference window is not that big. Mm. You know, they're going to know probably the same things. And while, you know, this this story is different and we're going well, off on the Well, he knew, didn't slightly. he, of course. He knew. But I just think that, um, you know, you've got uh, their hearts in the right place. But I, I, do you know what? I've got a few issues with the NSPCC. They get, they, they, they come on like that and I just don't think... I think they're coming from the wrong angle. Am I right? Am I being a little bit unfair? Your thoughts, please. 08459-455-555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there are delays from Junction 12 at Flittick to 10 for Luton Airport because of a breakdown earlier. And also there are queues on the M25 because of a car fire between Junction 24 for Putters Bar and 23 for South Mims. All the lanes are open, but it's still really slow. And on the A405 North Orbital Road, that's also suffering because of that. There are queues between the Park Street roundabouts and the M25 at Junction 21A for St Albans. And it's also affecting the A414 westbound between the Park Street roundabouts and St Albans at the junction for the A1M Junction 3 at South Hatfield. In Hardiston on the A10, that's really slow northbound between the Harlow Turnoff and the Hardiston Roundabout in the roadworks. And the A40 into London is slow from the Wakeley's Roundabout towards Gypsy Corner. No reports of any delays at the moment on the trains, though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. I made JVS blush. Look, it's unusual. It's eight. You compose yourself, love. I'll do this. 8.17. It's Thursday, the 21st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who've been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. The NSPCC says children are lying about their age online all too frequently after an Aylesbury teacher was banned from teaching after dating a 15-year-old girl. And former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager at a lunchtime press conference. That's so exciting. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, football. You're right, sweet chicks. Yes, I'm just uh, looking at your attire today. You got With, your shirt got, out, got, got you? Got my shirt out. I always have my shirt. <laughs> what do you mean my shirt out? Why don't you tuck your shirt in? Nicely? Because it's not 1989. What? Because <laughs> because my mum doesn't dress me anymore. What? No one tucks their shirt in. If I was wearing a suit, which I will be later on, guys. Hey, I'm going to Leeds. Why I would you do that? Oh, dear, for work. And I, do, I mean, I. Just, 
Is there anything to do in Leeds? I have no idea. I've never been there, nor had the least desire. The last time I was in Leeds, I stayed in the same hotel that they'd used um, to display the body of Jimmy Savile. That's Uh, all I know about Leeds is Jimmy Savile. Is that where he came from? Probably. That's an omen. Well... Um, so I don't mean, is, there, is there anything, if, guys? If anybody knows anything to do in Leeds, oh eight four five nine four double five. I mean, just the name of it, Leeds. It sounds bleak, doesn't it? Oh, I couldn't think of anything worse. Why are you going up there? Bit of work, mate. Oh, little bit of work. Never turn down work, even if it's in the north. Ne- that's my motto. <laughs> They'll pay me in like pounds, yeah, won't they? I think so. Oh, thank goodness for that. I was worried there for a second. Potentially Scottish pounds. Yeah, trying to get rid of a Scottish £10 note is the worst thing. It's the... Hey, you're a bit poncy. I was... Um, <laughs> I was in North London last night. I'm getting all over the country. Right. Did you see the pic- Did you see the picture I tweeted of the glass? I didn't see the picture right. you tweeted, no. I went into... Um, it wasn't a particularly swanky restaurant. Yeah. But I went into this place to get a burger very quickly. And a couple sat down next to me and my friend and started snogging on the same table. Oh, like proper. Disgusting. But then this is what... Um, this is what they serve my water in. What? Yeah. It's a jam jar. It's a jam jar. It's a jam jar. Well, surely you didn't accept that. Well, I did. Where was this? Shoreditch or somewhere like Highgate. that? Highgate. Highgate. It's a jam no jar. It was a jam jar. I, all of this nonsense. It's. I mean, it makes you want to. Makes you want to commit. No wonder there were riots a couple of years ago. They're probably protesting against that sort of stuff. There's some very silly people. Oh, there are, aren't they? I just thought you'd like that, because you... <laughs> no, I don't like silly things like that. No, OK, you like your glass. I've ever told you about the time oh. I took uh, took my nan out to a gastro pub. Yeah. And they, you know the way it's quite quite fashionable to serve your burger on a on a piece of wood. Oh, this is there's this is the, there's a campaign called We Want Plates, and it's, oh right, yeah, well my yeah. nan would like to join that. <laughs> she said, I'll, "I'll have the burger, please." And the waitress put down this, you know, and my nan touched her on the arm. She said, "Excuse me, dear." You've left my food on the chopping board, and she she said, "No, no, no. That's that's what we uh, that's what we serve it on, madam." She said, "What on a chopping board? It's outrageous. It's not very hygienic. Can yeah. I have a plate, please?" She told this poor young waitress off. Good for her. We should. It's people like your gran. Oh my God, bless her soul. We should all be speaking. She's still alive. Is she? Yeah, that one. Oh, is. oh that one is. It's the other yeah, one that passed away. One. Sorry. <laughs> well, God bless her soul, and you know, let's keep our fingers crossed. But uh, people like her, we should be speaking out more. We've 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 been brainwashed to accept this nonsense, and she's right. But it all comes from London. See, the yeah. silly jam jar business. There's, I think they serve like a poached egg and a trainer now, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. And, and also, she's right because the the wood retains germs. The wood sinks in. That's the, right. It absorbs the germs. A plate, you can wash it. Exactly. Well, good for so your it's nan. It's these, it's these trendy student types in London who think, oh, let's, Hipsters. you know, let's, you know, put, let's serve spaghetti bolognese in a computer keyboard. That yeah. would be really fun and then let's, people have to pick it out. Can I get some wine? Yes, please. It, uh, this is, what's this? It's a catheter. You yes, know, it's just, exactly. it's disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Is that goes. what's on your show this morning? No, no. Dog poo being painted red? No, that was, oh. a, that was a contender. Okay, what have you gone for then? This will be interesting. Foxes. Oh, go on then. Yeah. From nine this morning, yeah. I'm going to be asking, would you like to see all the foxes killed? Flippin' we've, we've Well, what? You we've, don't mess around. We've learnt today that on winning the general election, David Cameron sent a text to the pro-fox hunting lobby to thank them for their support. Oh. The Conservative manifesto promises a free vote on whether we should overturn the ban on fox hunting. We may expect that vote to occur later this year. 
The question is, would you like to see hunting groups across the country given the green light to positively target foxes and keep the population down? And if the answer is yes, would you also like more action to be taken in urban areas to keep foxes away from our houses and gardens as well? Mm. There's an interesting article recently. You know the uh, uh, the the columnist Andrew Pierce. Yes, I do. Yes, um, he's had a fox in his house. Oh. Two days running. He's furious. Joanna Lumley, meanwhile, apparently has been writing. Feeds the news- them. Well, she's yeah. She puts out food for and them. And they come and sit on her sofa. And actually, since I moved to the countryside, I'm not telling you where. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see foxes. You know why? Because oh. every morning when I take my, my dog for a walk, I hear bang, bang, bang in the fields. Wow. It's the farmers. Oh, uh, I thought you meant doggers. OK, yeah. It's the farmers. Yes. In the urban areas, you see foxes because no-one's managing them. No-one's shooting them, yeah. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your reaction. Would you like to see all the foxes killed? Your reaction on 08459 555 from nine. Can I save you a bit of time? Yeah. Keep that keep that script you've got there. Keep that sentence. Save it. And yeah. then just each morning, take the word foxes out, fat people. Take the word fat people out. Just, you know, just... You, just, it, just, you, you want fat that, people killed? No, no, no. I just think that's nice, No, it? I just think it's a brilliant question. It's There's no messing around with that. There's no skirting... Boom, you're straight in there. Well, that's what you do with foxes. Boom. Kill them. Every Sunday morning from nine. I play soul music. I've always had a deep love of soul music. Soul music is such happy music anyway. When I say soul music, I'm talking about Motown and Philadelphia. Tony Blackburn. The artists that I'd play really would be people like Luther Vandross, Alexandra Neal, Sister Sledge, you know, a lot of the Motown, Diana Ross and the Supremes. With two hours of great soul music for Sunday morning. There's some good new soul records that come out. I do include them, but they're mainly classics. Most people like hearing music from the 70s and 80s, and uh, particularly the jazz funk here. Tony Blackburn. Music is, has been and always has been a very strong part of my life. Every Sunday morning from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you love music so much, Tony, why don't you get down on one knee and give it a kiss on its bottom? Chris is on the line. Morning, Chris. Morning, Ian. What's wrong? You um, sound a bit down. Normally you're shouting. I think I'm getting a cold. Oh, man. It sounds like you're on an aeroplane. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. I wish I was. Yeah. Um, no, I've got an idea for an educational video game. Oh, brilliant. Oh, we were talking about video games. Yeah, lovely. Go on. <laughs> I think what you should do is, like, say, get a mathematics one. Yeah. Attach the electrodes to the child. Oh. And then if they don't get it right, they get blasted. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to become a professor. I'll buy myself a white coat because I thought that was a brilliant idea. They won't get it wrong often, will they? <laughs> what, if what if that... Don't snort too much. It might come out. What if they're thick, Chris? Because some kids, some kids are just thick. They'll feel a lot of pain then, won't they? <laughs> Thanks for calling, Chris. <laughs> Thanks. Well, we've just... <laughs> So we've just had the NSPCC on, and so far we've talked about beating up 11-year-olds and um, uh, 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 electrocuting children. Flippin' heck. It's taking a dark turn, isn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Glenn's on the line. Good morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. Glenn, what have you got for me? Uh, places near Leeds, which you should go now, and have a look isn't at. Isn't that interesting? I'm going to Leeds, I'm looking for places in Leeds, and you've said places near Leeds, implying there's nothing in Leeds. Well, there is, um, I used to go up to Eschelt, 
a lot. Yes. Uh, it's a little village, and it's the original Emmerdale set. Oh, 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 Gladys, you're joking, really? It is, yeah, the bullpack is there, oh. the post office there. Is Mr. Is, um, Mr. Wilkes there and Amos Brearley? No, and inside the pub is totally different. Oh. It's not like it, like it is in the set, but... But it is still nice. It's just worth going up there and having a, a drink in the pub. See, we, I, I still call it Emmerdale Farm. Yeah. I it mean, is, it's what, was, Emmerdale Farm. what was that woman's name? Annie. Uh, Annie Sugden, of course. Annie Sugden and Jack and she, Annie Sugden ruled that farm with a, an iron rod. She'd be disgusted at the way it's turned. And she'd always got something on the go, and she eating. Yeah, always eating something. Glenn, thank you very much indeed. Always eating and cooking. So I was kind of looking at um, uh, places to, to go on a holiday for like a couple of days away, okay, for just for a couple of days away, and um, I kind of got the idea that I fancy staying in a lighthouse. You can rent lighthouses. I think. Well, I think you can rent lighthouses, and I was looking, and lots of them say, "Oh, it's the cottage next to the lighthouse." Uh, uh, uh. I want the lighthouse. I want to sleep in a lighthouse. You want to go up those stairs? I want to go up the stairs, right? And I want to sleep by the light. But then, then I found one, and then it said, um, uh, the, uh, "You get the horn with this one." What? Yeah, you get the horn with this lighthouse. They don't normally throw that in. No, and I was thinking, what does that mean? And it's the horn goes off yeah. like every half hour or something. <laughs> Well, that's going to disturb the kids. Yeah. That would terrify the kids. So then I started looking at windmills. Right. Because I think it would be nice just to... I want, to stay in so, I want to stay in something phallic, I guess, is what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say here. Um, and uh, so I was looking at windmills, but uh, they're all booked up. Oh. Apart from one in Norfolk. Haunted one, eh? Well, I would, I would hope so. It doesn't specify whether it's haunted. You can't tick the box when you're looking for amenities. Walks, pets... Um, children friendly. There's, there's not a box for haunted, but uh, you would you would have to assume that any windmill that you were going to stay in was you know because because people used to die in windmills all the time, literally all the time. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. We'll have a little chitty chat with Justin Dealey in a bit. It's been a weird morning. We've sent him to um, uh, where has he gone? Harpenden. Thank you. Uh, to ask the people of Harpenden what he should be asking the people of Harpenden this morning. We've gone meta, baby. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 because the lane's been blocked between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 by a two-car accident, with delays reaching back to Junction 18 for Chorleywood. The M25 has queues anti-clockwise as well between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M at South Mims because of the car fire earlier. On the M1 southbound, there are queues from Junction 12 for Flittick towards Junction 10 for Luton Airport. And in Hardiston on the A10, there are queues northbound from the Harlow turnoff towards the Darderston roundabout. That's in both directions because of the roadworks there. No reports of any delays on the trains, though. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. It's interesting, isn't it? I asked for what, what can I do in Leeds. The best thing that Glegg could come up with was something near Leeds. Is there anything? Is there anything in Leeds? Or am I just going to go up there, do the gig, and then come back home? 08459 455 555 Across beds, hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio
It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who have been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. 58-year-old Carl Wood from Chessons will appear in court this morning. Foreign nationals caught working illegally in the UK could have their wages seized as part of measures to be set out by David Cameron today. And train companies across this region have started cancelling services over the bank holiday weekend because of the planned strike by network rail workers. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be unveiled as the new Stevenage manager today. There's a lunchtime press conference at the Lamex Stadium. The former Spurs and Manchester United star will take over from Graham Westley after the borough confirmed that Westley's contract would not be renewed. It's Sheringham's first managerial role after a coaching role at West Ham. But our Stevenage commentator Steve Watkins says he will be hoping to emulate another former top flight striker who won League Two this season. It's worked for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank at Burton, albeit he's... He's, uh, you know, the, the side he's got is one that was there when he came in. It, Sheringham's got to build a side, but you know, look at the bigger picture. West Ham, he's bound to have links there with West Ham, and uh, you know, loanies and uh, that sort of thing, and very good contacts, I'm sure, through the Premiership. Watford goalkeeper Jarelio Gomez has signed a new three-year contract and Sunderland are safe from relegation from the Premier League after a goalless draw at Arsenal last night. The final relegation place now rests between Hull and Newcastle. England's cricketers start the first test against New Zealand at Lords this morning after the latest Kevin Peterson debate and changes behind the scenes. Captain Alistair Cook says the players have to remain focused on the match. As England players now, we have to focus, as, as always sportsmen do, on, on what's ahead of us, um, you know, which is a fantastic test match at Lords. You know, Adam Lyde making his debut, and I think all the, that excitement and all that, all what he's feeling this week, I think all the players are, you know, really uh, in tune with that. And practice starts this morning for Sunday's Monaco Grand Prix. Championship leader Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton yesterday signed a new three-year contract with Mercedes worth a reported £100 million. But he says it's all about winning races. Win the Grand Prix, win the Monaco Grand Prix. I'm necessarily proud and I think um, you don't celebrate it, you know, you just... Maybe I should do it. Maybe on the best way I could reward myself is by performing the way that I know the team believe that I can and how I believe I can. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I want to say a big thank you to the fans, to, the fa- to my family, to my team. Oh, for goodness sakes. Why is that man, why is that man even allowed? Why, I don't, the thing I don't get, right, is motor racing. It's so dull. It's boring. And now that they're not allowed to crash into each other, it's even more boring because no one overtakes, OK? They do all this thing where they talk about their teams and their team loyalty. There's no team loyalty, Justin. It's... Oh, blimey. You're right. Just erecting myself. Sorry. Uh, there's there's no team loyalty. It's, yeah, well, I really want to stay with McLaren. Well, yeah, if Red Bull, <sighs> which is a drink, not a car manufacturer, yep. by the yep. way, if they write a cheque with an extra zero at the end, you'll go to them. Why don't you just be a man for one? Come on, all this oh, knocking of dude. sport. Get some testosterone. Hey, listen, I like sports, mate. Motor racing ain't sports. Driving okay. ain't... I'm going to drive for three hours today up to Leeds, yeah. right? Is that sport? No, it's driving. Well, it's it depends job. who gets there first. What? Well, well I will get there first. It's a talent to drive a vehicle oh, that stop. fast. It's a talent. Stop. You try it. St- all right, easy. All I have done, mate. That's why I've got nine points. <laughs> There's no... The talent is not getting caught. That's a joke. <laughs> It's not talent, right? It's yeah, all about yeah. now 
It's all about machinery and science. Right. The best car wins. It's right. Not, and also, you name me, Justin. Yeah. Here you go, Justin. Here's a little, little okay, teaser. Yeah, come on, come on. You name me one interesting motor racing driver. Um, I would say Jensen Button. Right. Kelly, could you find me some audio, please, of Jensen Button talking? He's a proper lad. No, he's not. He is. I bet he talks like that. No, Lewis Hamilton, one. I've met him. Do you know what? He's a very, very talented man. I respect oh, him a lot, but he's a bit dull. This he's a bit he boring. Said. This is what Ham uh, Hamilton sounds like. I want to say a big thank you to the fans, <laughs> to, the fa to my family, to my team. <laughs> yeah, but Jensen Button's different. He, he, he loves what he does. No. He, he loves it, and do you know what? Matter. He plays on it. It doesn't matter. Ken Bruce loves what he does. He's... Mm -hmm. Dull. But if Do you are going to be, if you're going to be a racing driver, yes, mate. Uh, that then means that you are going to be, uh, well, hopefully for you, getting the best-looking girls and living the life. That's exactly what Jensen Button does, and he loves every have you second seen of it. All the pictures of Lewis Hamilton that've been in the papers recently of him looking like a gangster, yeah. <laughs> yes. looking gangster. You're not a gangster. Yeah. You're a spoilt little rich kid with Ooh. no personality Ooh. who's batting way above his average. <sighs> Uh, you know, sorry? We should be proud. He's from Stevenage. Oh, mate. I mean, really. <laughs> Come it's on. a motor racing. 08459 455 555. Motor racing, it ain't a sport. It ain't interesting, and the people what do it is dull. People pay, and one of my friends went to Dubai last year. Dubai uh, what? Went <laughs> Did he keep the receipt? And <laughs> went to Dubai for uh, for the racing. Absolutely loved it. People pay thousands of pounds yeah, to go yeah, and watch this yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know what kind of people, don't you? What? Idiots. Uh, people who just love their sport. It's not a sport, mate. You're right, OK, so here's the thing. And I've been to Silverstone, OK, and I've, I've worked at Silverstone, mate, on a racing programme. OK. So I know a little bit more about it than you do. Yeah, that's right. I saw Miss Dynamite <laughs> smash her car and get rushed to hospital. I saw that happen literally feet away from me. Right? I don't need your life story, but, yeah, carry on. OK. All you're doing is you're sat. Right. You're sat... I was in the pits, so I saw a bit more than everyone else, and even that was dull, right? Yeah. You're yeah. sat there... Nothing. 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 Yeah. Nothing. That's no nothing. That's it, mate. You're paying thousands of pounds for that. You're an if idiot. If you drove one of those vehicles at those speeds. You would die, my friend. That's why it's a talent. That's why it's You're a sport. Like the people when they when um, 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 who invented the rocket, Stevenson, right? Mm -hmm. When Robert Louis Stevenson, no, he wrote Treasure Island. Doesn't matter. When they invented the first steam train, do you know why people were scared to get on it? Why? Because they thought, right? This is true. When the yeah. first steam train was invented, people were scared to get on it because they, no one had ever moved at such speeds before, and they thought their insides would implode. Yeah. That's true, right? Okay. And you're saying the same thing about motor racing. Uh, here's Jensen Button. Let's see how interesting Jensen <laughs> Button is. Shall we have a listen? There we go. Uh, Postseason, yeah. I mean, I feel I did everything I could this year, and um, it's never an easy year when you have a car that's not so competitive. But um, I feel I did the best I could. <sighs> I enjoyed most of my racing, mm -hmm. and um, especially the last few races were great fun. You know, finishing four. Sounds fifth, like fun, mate. Yeah. The last races, so mm -hmm. enjoyable. Good battles out there, and. Um, yeah, we'll see what he sounds like when you ask yeah. when your uncle comes over, right? And you've yeah. got no, you've run out of conversation with him. Five <laughs> minutes, you go. So which which way did you come up? 
He's well, just being professional. There were some good battles out there. Came fourth or fifth, had a bit of fun. We took the M1, but that was closed at Junction 10, so we had yeah. to come off, but we followed yeah. the A5 yeah. round. and we. Ma- it's boring. They're boring people. It's a boring sport, Justin. No, no, and you it's not know it. No, no. You know it, dude. I don't You're agree just doing on this, this one. to be controversial. No, I'm not <laughs> controversial. They're talented people who were millions of pounds, living a fantastic what? life, so having what they want, when they yeah, want. They who get- wouldn't be happy with that? Nurses, Justin. Okay. Nurses wouldn't be happy who do a much more important job and earn a fraction of what Jensen no, Bell earns. No, I'm, I'm not denying that for yes, a second. You are, mate. No, no, Basically, you're looking down at nurses. <laughs> That's what you've done. You've said racing car drivers are more important than nurses. <laughs> 08459 four double five five double five. Who's right on this, me or just? Yes. Hang on a minute. Mr T. Put your jibber jabber here. How you doing, sucker? He said sucker. He said sucker, I hope. I we'll play... sucker. I always... I'm right, aren't I, Mr T? Um, I never really understood Formula One or any type of car racing because, you know, I don't really like sports. But it's interesting. It's interesting what humans can do with uh, decent engineering. Well, see, even he's made it sound boring, Justin, and he's Mr. T. Yeah, but you missed the key point there. He's not a fan. If you're not a fan, you're not going to come on the radio and say motor racing is absolutely fantastic, it's full of talented people. You're not going to do yeah. that, are you? He can make a tank out of a bin, this fella, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I'd, say, I'd say the aerodynamics and the engine tuning and everything else, when you meet some of the yeah, people Yeah, the there, science. The science is interesting, but even that's, that's boring. Science is amazing. Yeah, science is amazing. Justin, I'm afraid, mate, it's it's not looking good for you. Well, I'm, I'm just putting the facts out there, and it, if you want to deal with them in a in a very childish way, yes, that's entirely up to yes, you. Yes, I yeah. do. Okay. Yes, I do. Fair enough. Yes, I do. Hmm? Yes, I do. All right. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. Point taken. Yes, I do. All right. Yeah, I do. <sighs> yes, I do. Actually, okay. as it happens. So, what are you going to do about that? Why? Because I want to. Why? Because I want to. Why? Because I want to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? Just going to let you carry on. Thank you. Good. Excellent. I think I won that, Mr T. Stay there, Justin. <laughs> Mr T, what would you like to say? I was listening to you this morning and about the uh, teacher who got in trouble with dating the 15-year-old. Yeah. I totally agree he was inappropriate to continue the relationship after he found out her age. That was completely pervy and weird. But um, I have to admit that... Um, you know, kids are a bit manipulative about their ages. When I was 16, I was telling Catherine that uh, I I actually got a job of being a bouncer in a club for people who are 21 and above. <laughs> uh, the thing is, and the NSPCC, I just think they're... Their heart's in the right place, right? But it, yeah. that, it, it sounds like a bunch of old people t- telling kids, don't do this. Kids have always <laughs> lied about their age. They've always done it. I've done it. There were 14-year-old girls at my school going out with 20-year-olds, who, you know, because they said they were 18. It happens. I'm not saying it's appropriate and anyone that goes out with, a, you know, anyone under 16. But also when the guy said, well, why would a 40-year-old want to go out with an 18-year-old? Why do yeah. you think... Why do you think exactly? And, and it's not even, I can't even say the whole male female thing, you know, with the older teacher. When I was, the, you know, the bouncer, I was going out with older girls who had no, or older women who had no clue how old I was. They just knew, oh, that's the hot, no, no, that's the decent looking black dude who's working there. Because yeah, I was the only black guy well, in town. Can I just say, but, Mr. T, know. well done. Because you okay. were about to big yourself up. You said hot. And then you took it down a notch to decent. And that, that, Justin, is class. Fair play. That is real well class. Done. Mr T, thank you very much indeed. Good point, though. I and mean, people for years and years and years have been lying about their age. And that will never, ever stop.
fact. I, 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 we've all done. I'm not. You know. I mean, it, it's it's confusing this story slightly because slightly because this guy found out she wasn't 18 and he still continued to see her and that is obviously yeah, that's, inappro- wrong. Yep. that's inappropriate. But um. I mean, the end. Sorry, got a message, mate. Um, Should yeah. we get that? Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, fine. I tell you what, should we play your your audio? Yeah, I think we should do. Okay, yeah. fine. What 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 did we do in the end? Well, I'm on the streets of Harpenden this morning. Sometimes you get a real attitude in Harpenden. Um, you asked me to go out because you were saying there's absolutely nothing in the papers again, despite you oh, being yeah. promised that that once the election was out of the way, there will be stories every single day. You're not a happy bunny, so yeah. we couldn't really find anything to take to the streets. Yeah. You flipped it round and you said, I tell you what, why don't you go on the streets of Harpenden and ask the people what we should be talking about? What would they like us to be talking about this morning? Oh, dearie, dearie me. This was tough work. Really, really tough. This is the best the people of Harpenden could come up with. Tom, you're 18 years old. Nice quiff, nice tie. Um, Tom, what's the question we should be asking our listeners today? Uh, How should the current voting system be fixed? Blimey. Is that as good as it gets? Nothing else for us? Oh, Nothing exciting? Bush did 9-11. Wow. OK, it's a conspiracy theory. Thank you very much. Yeah. Michael, put it out there. What's your big phone-in for the people of Beds, Hearts and Bucks this morning, sir? What should we be talking about? Using less water in the shower oh. to conserve oh. our resources in oh, the area goodness. to support the environment. Oh, dear. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm sure that'll get the phone lines ringing off the hook. Yeah. Thanks for your time, boss. Cheers, buddy. I'm sorry, Cheers. pal. Jordan. Keep the noise down, Mr. Bus Driver. Jordan, yeah. um, what's the question we should be putting out there? What's the big phone in? What should we be talking about? Whether or not people should support UKIP or not. That's your question. That is my question. When you're a young guy, you've got a trendy T-shirt on, and that's your question. It can be anything. That is seriously <sighs> your question. OK, um, OK, whether or not video games are an influence to young people or not. Wow. OK, mate, have a good day, yeah? Thank you. OK, Brian, make it sexy, OK? What's your phone in? What should we be asking the people this morning? How to improve Luton Town Centre. Uh, the Kenilworth Road area, Berry Park. Yeah. It's a disgrace. Absolute okay. disgrace. So you'd like people to phone in and give their opinions. Do you think they'll have similar opinions to you? Yes, I do. Yep. Yep. OK. All right, that's not a bad one, to be fair. Thank you very much. OK, cheers. This is why no-one's listening, Just. Cos we're not... It turns out we're not asking the questions that they want us to ask. An incredible. An hour on the streets of Arpenden. <laughs> that's the best they can come up with. Well, um, I mean, if anyone... If anyone wants... To, they, I do... I, today, I am questioning, Justin, whether I've got it all wrong. If anyone wants to answer those questions... Then you can give us a call and answer those questions. Let's give the number. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, and the phones go. I'm led to believe, by the way. Yeah. I'm led to believe, according to somebody who claims to be an expert on the streets this morning, yes, that uh, in Hertfordshire we use. <laughs> this is great. Uh, in Hertfordshire, we use more water hey. than anywhere else in the UK. Whoa! Hang on a second. That's an interesting water fact. Mm. Water fact. Exactly. You feature on the show. Water <laughs> fact. And uh, we basically, it's a pun on water fact and water yeah. fact. Yeah. Uh, and uh, call us now as we play water fact. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Your facts about water. What have you wet this morning? Water fact. Does it sound like I'm being racist? No. no. Okay. I'm not. Is it, the, in my head, it sounds like a aim? Chinese man. What? Water fact. Well, it does now. No, okay. Said that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
There are long queues on the M1 southbound from Junction 12 for Flitwick to Junction 10 for Luton Airport because of a breakdown earlier. On the M25, there's still queues anti-clockwise because of an accident between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40, with tailbacks reaching to Junction 19 for Watford. All the lanes have been reopened, but it's really slow still. And in Howard on the North Orbital Road, that's still slow between St Albans at the M25, Junction 21A and the Park Street roundabout because of problems on the M25 earlier. In Hoddesdon on the A10 northbound, there are queues between Ware and the A10 at the Hoddesdon roundabout because of the roadworks. And the A1 is slow approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the St Neots Junction. On the trains, there's no reports of any problems at the moment, but Network Rail, Network Rail are striking from 5 on Monday to 5 on Tuesday, so there'll be severely reduced rail services across the UK from Monday through to Wednesday. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.46, it is uh, th- 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 Thursday, the 21st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines in, on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who've been charged over the raid on Hatton Garden safe deposits firm in London. Foreign nationals caught working illegally in the UK could have their wages seized as part of measures to be set up by David Cameron today. And former England striker Teddy Sheringham will be confirmed as the new Stevenage manager at a lunchtime press conference. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be dry and fine today. There'll be lots of sunshine around too. A little bit of cloud coming and going at times. And we're looking at top afternoon temperatures, um, certainly higher than we've been seeing over the last few days. We'll probably get up to around 18, possibly 19 Celsius, 66 in Fahrenheit. Just a fairly light westerly breeze. Overnight tonight, it'll be a milder night than we've been used to. Lows of around 8 or 9 degrees. Some milder air pushing in from the northwest. And possibly a few misty conditions developing over the hills too into tomorrow morning. And tomorrow, a cloud a day. It will stay dry until we get to the afternoon when we may just see a couple of showers form but most places dry for most of the day. Some spells of brightness and sunshine but fairly limited. There will be quite a lot of cloud but it will be even warmer with temperatures widely up to 20 or 21 degrees Celsius I suspect. Um, over the course of the bank holiday weekend there's lots of sunshine on the way particularly on Saturday and on Sunday morning. Clouding over on Sunday afternoon. By the time we get to Monday then it will be feeling a bit fresher and we could be seeing a few showers in places but lots of decent weather around this bank holiday. That's the forecast. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. I think the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. David on Twitter asks a question which I know the answer to, but I'd never noticed before. Go on. Question that needs to be asked. I know the answer, but I hadn't noticed it before. Why are the numbers on all phones in different positions to the numbers on all calculators? I hadn't noticed that before. I just checked on my telephone and my calculator. They are different. On the phone, top left to right, one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Calculator, bottom left, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Right. Why then? Well, the answer is to, is to why uh, 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 phones the numbers are there. It's because the, 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 the number is linked to a letter. Yes. So one is uh, A, B, ABC. C, D, E, F. So that's why you've got it's doing it in an alphabetical order in calculators. That's <laughs> just the way, you know, maths works. They don't need letters. Sheila's in St Albans. Morning, Sheila. Good morning. My number one hasn't got any letters on it. It starts at number two. You're correct. You're correct, Sheila. As I said it, I thought I'm not sure if this is right, but, but I very rarely do I fact check. And I'm glad you're you're on board to uh, to, to sort that out. Thank you. That's right. You're very welcome. Windmills. Yes. Norfolk. Yes. Uh, was it? Cly or clay to you next to C that you looked at? Oh, I don't know. It was a brown one. Uh, well, this one actually, I stayed in and my niece got married in. Oh, oh no, I did. No, I did look at that one. Yes, I did. Yes, yes. but that was a, that's a hotel, isn't it? So there are kind of. I want a whole windmill. Was it was it nice? You can hire the whole windmill as a family. I see. And you can have your food done for you. Oh, I see. And it, the rooms get smaller and the steps get uh, very tight. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, the singer. The Neil Diamond? No, no, no. Dennis no. Roussos? No. Nana Mascuri? The, the guy who was in the army. Tony Bennett? No. Matt Munro? No. He was a milkman. But his parents had the windmill prior the to... The guy that was a singer in the army, Harry Seacombe. No. It, it's quite odd, actually, because the person who owns it now is one of my, in the doctors, in St Albans. So I should have asked him for mates' rates, shouldn't I? Well, hang on, what do you mean there's a doctor in... What? I'm so confused. Right, who's okay. this, who's the, the people, singer? The people who previously owned it, yes. right, yes. their son became uh, the singer and he was in the army. Uh, people take a lot of... Uh, I think yeah. people take the mick what? out of him or something. What singer in the army? Elvis? Oliver's army. I don't... Well, Sheila, I'm not being deliberately obtuse. Just, I think you are. No, I'm not! I'm not, honestly. Right. What singer? He, he's quite well known. What's uh, his name? I, I honestly can't remember. <sighs> he's not somebody I buy his music of, but apparently he's quite well known. He's always a bit sober sides. Um, I think people take sober sides. Yeah, sober sides. Yeah, always looks a bit. I don't know what that word. Van means. Morrison. No. Do you mean he's glum? Yeah, I suppose James he looked... Blunt was in the oh, army. James <laughs> Blunt. Yes, thank, thank you. James thank Blunt. You. Oh, yep. once Sheila, once Kelly and Catherine start chipping in, you start answering their questions. <laughs> when I'm asking which singer, you go, you stonewall me. Well, no, because you were sort of. I was just waiting for you to come up with him. But James <laughs> Blunt, James <laughs> Blunt, parents own oh. the particular windmill. And does the windmill? Does it still go round, or is that frozen now? I don't know. I know there's a, a walk. You can go for a walk, walk round halfway. There's a that looks out over the marshes, so you can stand there and look over. Because I just think that the boys would would you know we could go stay in a hotel for a couple of nights, uh, uh, and you know, we, we may end up doing that. But the boys would love have a couple of nights in a windmill or something a little bit well something willy shaped to be honest, but it's something a little bit different. Do you know what I'm going to lend you if you do do it? Yeah. Round the twist, I've got uh -huh. the box set. What's that? They lived in a lighthouse. Oh, beautiful. Weird things happened. 
but this particular windmill you can either book it for yeah. your sales i.e. one or two yeah. depending on how many are already booked yeah. or you can actually which apparently some people do book the whole thing for mm. Christmas or, mm. uh, or a week like you know have a whole load of people there I suspect as is, is often the case Sheila I've left it too late to book my summer holidays and also I'm not earning what I was earning five years ago so I, I doubt booking the whole of that of James Blunt's windmill is, is a possibility but well not with, not with friends and family oh. all chipping in is it are you are you offering what to chip in yeah uh no Sheila nice to talk to you bye bye <laughs> ta-ta um Christi- she thought about it for a second she thought about it I'm just looking for someone to look after the kids when we go out I love him Chris uh, well Christina hello yes. hello how are you yes I'm, well, I'm all right thank you Christina yeah what have you got for us well, cowboy builders, it yes. should be... People who come into your house and break things, it should be a crime. Why since it's a crime, it seems to be no-one realises that if someone comes into your house and you pay them, but they break things, they should pay for it. That makes sense, doesn't it? Is that fair? Makes sense, it's fair. Tell it us... Does, that, it, uh, it, uh, make, it makes sense. I'm assuming yes. this has happened to you. <laughs> yes, it's hilariously funny now that in February... A builder who was recommended yes. came into my house and said, oh, yes, I can do your bathroom for you. So I went and bought the product, and he came with me, and he put in a shower, yeah. and a shower a shower enclosure, yeah. and he also put in a bath and a, a bra- toilet. Bath. 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 Yes, bath and a sink, basin. Yeah. yeah. None of them have done, uh, done correctly. If you get in the bath... You stand in the bath and it sounds like Frankenstein's coming up the stairs because oh. it creaks from oh. left to right. And if you sit on the toilet, oh. it's like being on the Titanic because it rocks from side to side. It's not on the floor. It's not attached to the wall. And the sink what? is not attached to anything. Well, so my bathroom is a disaster. And what? Well, oh, uh, 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 did you pay him? Yeah, <laughs> I paid him because it was like halfway through the job and things seemed to be going well until I realised. Well, Christina, oh, listen, yeah, no, everybody knows you, know you, don't, what? you don't pay Hind- them until it's finished. Hindsight is a good thing. No, so is common sense and not being common a nutty. Common sense is also a good thing. So if someone says that they're a builder or a plumber, I, I, you can't believe them, can you? Well, you can believe they're a builder or a plumber, yes. You could no, believe you can't, that. because he well, said you, he was. Well, you could believe it. <laughs> well, how long ago was this, Christina? It was February. Right, OK. And have you spoken to him since? Oh, about 43 emails Wowzers. and texts and right. things. And, and what's he, he feigned, said? He, he came back at one stage and then he yeah. feigned illness, a temporary heart attack, oh, and was sweating profusely. Yes, because his neighbour saw him going out to work the following day. I so once it's all very out, interesting, really. I once called out a builder who said that his mum had died and that he had cancer. Because he was late, he was late delivering a window by about six weeks. He said um, he said his van had been stolen, so that's why I was like, okay. Then he was, he was late the second time because his mum had died, okay. And then the third time he said, I'm going through personal issues. I said, what? He said, I'm not telling you it's private. I said, what? He said, I've got cancer. I said, and I was really annoyed. I went, and it's a it's a tough game to play, Christina, because if you get this wrong, you're in trouble. I went, cancer of the what? He went, what? I said cancer of the what? He said I've just got cancer. Well, it's got a special. It's a special one. Yeah. It's called lazy bone cancer. Yeah, I said. I said cancer of the what, mate? He said, listen, I don't need to go into details. I said you're lying. <laughs> You've not got cancer, and shame on you. Anyway, well, uh, See, I'm, I'm not. I'm not upset now. What? Because everyone can phone in and share horror stories. 
Well, I want it to be a crime. Okay. I want people to pay, because if you contact Trading yes. Standards, they actually right. tell you to write Christina, and phone Christina, uh, four Christina. three times. How, yes, yes. how... Here we go. This is... I'm going to sew all this up nicely and we're going to end on a positive note. All how right. much do you listen to this radio station? Well, I've been listening to it a lot recently. Right. It's quite exciting, isn't it? Well, exciting <laughs> is, is a strong word and, 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 and the radar <laughs> figures wouldn't back that up. But have you heard the gentleman who's on after me, Mr Jonathan Vernon-Smith? No. Well, what have you been listening to then? Just me? I've, I've been out working. Well, and now I'm not working because right. I've been signed off ill. Oh, blimey. I've, I've found this radio station. Well, it's re- and I'm thinking, this is good. This is, I tell you what's good, right? And boy, oh boy, Jonathan's going to thank me for passing this fruitcake over. Between 11 and 12, yeah. Jonathan Vernon Smith, who's on after me, he sorts out all of these problems on his consumer hour. Oh, does he? Honestly, that's what he does. Is He talks oh. to um, numpties like you with no common sense. And he puts them straight. And uh, he also speaks to the companies involved. And he does his darndest to get these things sorted out. Yeah, but I don't know if this man can actually do it. I don't think he's capable. Well, listen, what I'm going to do, <laughs> we're going to pass your phone number onto Jonathan's team. Awesome. And they might have a little chat with you. That'd be good. If anyone could sort it out, JVS can. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm a bit impressed, but not very, because we'll see what happens, won't we? <laughs> Tough nut to crack. Right, I'll give you my personal guarantee that JVS will sort this out. You better sort this out now, mate. Flip it, Nick. De- I don't know if you've seen the figures. We're, we need as many listeners as we can get. Uh, Christina, stay on the line. We'll pass on your details. Honestly, between 11 and 12, he'd a man for this kind of ting. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there are delays anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. That's because of an accident, but it's now on the hard shoulder. It's still really slow through there, though. In Hatfield, the North Orbital Road's also really busy between the Park Street roundabout and the A1M Junction 3 because of those problems on the M25 this morning. In Huddleston on the A10, there are queues northbound between the Harlow Turnoff and the Huddleston roundabout in the roadworks. And in Sandy on the A1, that's really slow southbound between Georgetown Road at the Agbar and New Road at Beeston. It's also looking slow on the speed sensors into High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill. No reports any problems at the moment on the trains though. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Well, she was delightfully nuts, wasn't she? We've got a live one for you, Tim. Good luck. Oh, I'll press the button. Sorry, look. Bit late. Four seconds late. I hope you don't mind. That's it. That's your lot. Thank you very much, Catherine and Kelly and Justin. Back tomorrow at six. Stick around because JVS is up next. It's a cracking listen if you've not heard it before. Until tomorrow at six from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much for that, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, would you like to see most foxes killed? We've learnt today that on winning the general election, David Cameron sent a text to the pro-fox hunting lobby to thank them for their support. The Conservative manifesto promises a free vote on whether we should overturn the ban on fox hunting. We may expect that vote to occur later this year. The question is, though, would you like to see hunting groups across the country given the green light to positively target foxes and 
and keep the population down? And if the answer's yes, would you also like more action taken in urban areas to keep foxes away from our houses and gardens as well? Pick up the phone. Come on and have your say this morning. Would you like to see most foxes killed? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire man charged with Hatton Garden Raid, Cameron's speech to highlight tougher laws on immigration, and Charity says Aylesbury teacher is responsible for online dating. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire is among eight men who have been charged over the raid on a Hatton Garden safe deposit firm in London. 58-year-old Carl Wood from El Elderbeck Close in Chessant has been charged with conspiracy to burgle, along with seven others from London and Kent. The men are due to appear before Westminster Magistrates Court later. More from Ben Ando. All eight were among the nine people who were arrested in raids carried out by the police on Tuesday at 12 different locations in London and in Kent. More than 200 police officers involved in that. And those raids coming, of course, just over six weeks after the burglary itself. Uh, the magistrate's hearing will be a very simple straight up and down it'll be a chance if they wish to for them to enter a plea although they don't have to at this stage um, the police investigation certainly is continuing foreign nationals caught working illegally